hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I'm the dungeon master of this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. Hi, everybody. I'm Claire. I'm playing Mira, who's a dragonborn sorcerer, half-red dragon, half-silver dragon. Uh, originally, was a bit of a politician, and now has joined the adventuring life, probably to a greater extent than she ever expected. Hi, everyone. I am Michael. I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, a warforged artificer. Uh, originally was part of a flying castle, but have since left and resumed an adventure with my friends. Uh, cool. Um, hey guys, I'm Jared, and I play the character of Jin. He is a level six law bard and a level two hexblade warlock. Uh, I'm currently an associate and ally of the Tempest Guild, and I am helping them in their goal of stopping the Queen of Dragons, Tiamat. Hello, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Shama, the Yuan T. Sorlock, um, who is traveling with the Tempest Adventuring Guild, trying to find the other half of her soul, who is hiding somewhere away, far from reach. Hi guys, I'm Matt, uh, playing Yedon, the uh, sneaky wood elf ranger and rogue, who, after a tragic uh, incident in the jungle with his previous expedition, has now joined up with this lovely ragtag group of adventurers and is uh, looking to see what happens next. Hello! Hello, hello, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. Happy 2023. Oh my goodness, it is now 2023. Yay! <laughs> I hope you guys have had a wonderful, wonderful break, wonderful holiday off. Um, we are so excited to be back playing Tyranny of Dragons. We've got the whole cast here tonight. Um, Jared is here. He just has his camera off while I think he's smashing some dinner. Um, but he is here tonight and he will be joining. So we've got the whole cast here tonight. So you will hear everybody's voices. Ali has rejoined us from her little trip to Thailand. Hello! You had fun? It was great. It was great. 10 out of 10. Can recommend. She almost didn't make it home, having gone to the wrong airport. <laughs> but you but you made it back. Yeah, made it back eventually. Did yeah. Didn't miss the flight. Perfect. That's it ideal. Could have been much, much worse. <laughs> no, oh god. No, that's well. Welcome back, and uh, yeah, we're we're super excited to be uh, to be jumping into the last episode of Tyranny of Dragons. Before we do, though, I want to say thank you to everybody who joined us for the Avatar Legends stream last Thursday. Thank you very much. We had a lot of fun jumping back into Avatar Legends. Um, Archie. Uh, it will be continuing playing Akila as our new main cast member for the time being. So yeah, you'll be seeing more Avatar Legends dropping very shortly. Uh, well, I say very shortly. Every week you'll be seeing new Avatar Legends until we finish up this campaign. And then I'll have to have a bit of a think about what era I want to do next and what we want to do with Avatar Legends. But yeah. Oh, I can hear like laughing in the background, Ali. Is that you? What's that? Uh, I will. It's uh, my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought your neighbor was just really enjoying the Avatar Legends content, like but like <laughs> expressing it in a very know. weird way. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, more Avatar Legends coming. Um, thank you everybody who's been watching the Pokemon stuff this Saturday. Greninja raid. Who's with me? Matt? Oh damn, I Jared. I know. I actually had forgotten about that and I've actually, I've done, I, I haven't done the, the post-game stuff yet, but I've done all the Area Zero stuff now. So That's okay. Matt, I actually have a spare Pokemon that I can lend you for this raid if you want. I've got a really, oh, really? two really good Gastrodons if you'd like a Gastrodon. I've also got Ooh. a, um, the, what's the, what's the evolution of, um, uh, the big muddy boy i'm having a complete mental muddy. breakdown uh, hippo not hippo out on the new the, the new region regional variant of whooper uh, 
Claude Sire. Thank you. Wow. This is not going, this is not boding well for tonight's stream. <laughs> I can't remember Claude Sire. Yeah, I've got, I've also got another really good Claude Sire as well, which apparently the two sort of oh, better wow. ones for Greninja. So yeah, if, if you need it, if you need a rental Pokemon, I can hook you up. A rental, yeah. A rental Pokemon. I can just a give rental. it to you as well. Just a gift Pokemon. No, I, the rental's fine. Jared, you're joining us? Potentially. Uh, I have to look into Pokemon and check it out. And yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been while playing now. Pokemon for a while either. No, yeah. we're waiting for the good raids and the, and the DLC, so... There's I've been playing, uh, shout, shout out to Chained Echoes, if anyone is into Ooh. their JRPGs or RPGs, Chained Echoes, I've been playing that. It is a very good game on the Switch. Um, okay, I'll have to check it out. If you're into like Final Fantasy VI, like that kind of like vibe where, you know, turn-based combat, uh, but really, really good, like really fun, like total, like, yeah, you play the, I played the first act and I'm like, wow, man, this is like a 10 hour game so far. Wow. And then there's like four acts. So it's like, oh, okay, this is a big game. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm in. That sounds awesome. Um, it's really, really fun. Yeah. I've been playing heaps of uh, Mountain Blade 2. Mountain Battle Blade. Lord. Yeah. Uh, Warband? No, Bannerlord. So the Bannerlord. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. That is a lot of fun, that game too. I've been playing a little bit of Crusader Kings 3 recently, which is um, hilarious. Yep. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> My friend was playing that the other night. I was watching yeah. him and he was playing the Elder Scrolls mod. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That nice. Cool. I've um, my really recent bad, oh, sorry, no. no, 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 all good. I was going to say my recent accomplishment was um, converting the Pope to Astaratu, which is the Norse religion, um, which was uh, <laughs> somewhat special. Converting the head of the Christian faith to <laughs> Odin and Thor and Loki oh, worship. Yeah. I was quite proud of that. Um, and then uh, also including cannibalism as one of the traits of uh, the Astaratu faith and <laughs> watching the Pope become a cannibal. <laughs> Great. No, look, I'm, I think ritualistic cannibal, cannibalism is too weak, Christians. Just commit, all right? Like, none of this ritual stuff, like this bread is my body and this wine is my blood. No, no, no. Commit. <laughs> Don't actually, though. Um, Ali, are you going to be joining us for Pokemon? Sounds good. Sweet. Be there. That was easy. Time. Uh, it'll be in the morning, uh, probably anywhere between like 8 a.m. and 10.30 Brisbane time. Hell yeah. Sweet. Like oh my goodness. I'm so excited for, for the Greninja raid. Greninja is one of my favorite Pokemon. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. The, um, the Cinderace raid was loads of fun. So yeah, super keen for Greninja. Uh, all right. That's enough behind the, behind the scenes like Pokemon chat. Um, I will be playing a new game and recording it and chucking up every second day like I did with Pokemon. I haven't picked that new game yet. Hogwarts Legacy is pretty high on my list just because it looks so good. Um, but there are a few others competing for my attention. Forspoken, there's been some really good reviews of Forspoken, Ooh. which I'm keen to check out as well, which is very much up my alley of games. So I'll keep you posted. It'll be one of those two that I'll be playing, um, most likely. Although I have also been invited to join like this incredible like Minecraft modding group who um, have been playing this like intense two-year hardcore Minecraft with like tech it I think or some, some like group of mods which I'm keen to try oh, out too and someone's uh, been trying yeah, to get me to play Pixelmon it. for a while too which I thought would be playing fun. Minecraft again don't we? Yeah, yeah. Play should we do do you want to do like a Lost Archives Minecraft playthrough oh my god yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got a, I thought uh, a Skyblock yeah, a Skyblock yeah. could be really fun yeah Skyblocks are great would you do a Skyblock with me I was um I always go down the rabbit hole a little bit when I play Minecraft. Yeah, right. same. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm fine. I don't need Minecraft in my life. And then I start playing and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I'm the same. 14 hours later and, and, and you get like that, that like, 
that build just right. Yeah. You like that the, the, yeah. the little river next to the place where the chicken comes through, and you got oh, your, your, your grains mm. over on this side, and you no. got your chicken your chicken over chicken there. Yeah, no, I, I understand. <laughs> I find the life cycle of me yeah. playing through Minecraft starts with like increasing intensity until it reaches a peak, and then there's this crushing moment of like. Am I wasting my time? Like, what, what do I do next? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> and, then <it's, laughs> and then I disengage. I find yeah, that's how yeah. it works. There's no in between. Yeah. It's no, just no, like no. high intensity and then just like, ah. Oh. That's true. Yeah, yeah I don't know what to do. Next. My Minecraft life cycle usually ends because my friends have realized that there's some new expansion or something oh, they yeah. want to try out. So we end up swapping worlds. Yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's my last game that I played. Again. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I got everything good. And they're just like, yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to play a new server with some mods. Is that okay? We're going to lose everything. And I'm like, oh. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> my, mate, my mate that does it is like, oh, it's okay. I'll keep this world on my server and it's not going to go anywhere. But I'm pretty sure there's just a bait and switch. So I think it's a bait and switch. <laughs> yeah, 100% is. Well, Halo is actually really cool. I, I was playing Minecraft actually around Christmas. Oh, oh really? I had, I had my little burst of like four or five days, and the, the cave updates is amazing. Ooh. The caves are absolutely gigantic caverns underground. It was insane. Yeah, I've heard that. There's a lot there now. Oh yeah, the cave expansion. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's actually really yeah. cool. Maybe yeah. we should do the Vault Hunters mod then, the Vault Hunters mod pack, because that fits in nicely with some of the more recent versions of Minecraft. Plus, it adds like an extra challenge where we're having to work mm. together. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, and I find the cool. first like ten episodes of a Skyblock are just like digging cobble at a lava generator which is not the most fun like it's pretty boring to watch <laughs> maybe maybe we'll do a vault hunters then that way we can like enjoy the more recent minecraft and also have like a bit of a combat challenge yeah i'll be down with that yeah okay I'll be down with that. stay tuned we may have a minecraft play coming out <laughs> sometime soon i'll keep you posted um awesome all right let's let's get into dnd let me do a recap let's get let's back into the zone so we're just procrastinating the end of our lives. You're fine. It's going to be okay. Sure. Probably. Um, we've been asked, are we going to start a Dragonlance campaign? Yes, eventually. I'd love to run a Dragonlance Ooh. campaign. Is no. it the next one that we're running? No, because the next one I'm running is completely homebrew. Will it come after mm -hmm. Curse of Strahd? Yeah, maybe. I could be tempted mm -hmm. to run Dragonlance after Curse of Strahd. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, mm. definitely. Would I, would I incorporate aspects of Dragonlance into Nostea for the next homebrew campaign that we're running on here? Like the completely original story? Yes, of course I will. Uh, I already have started to. <laughs> of course I have. I'm no fool. Uh, Alrighty, let's do this. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if any of our watchers caught it, but I believe that you had a reference to um, a certain dark elf at one stage during one of your games. I I may have. Eagle eagle-eared eagle-eared listeners, bat-eared listeners. What's a good hearing animal? What's a good hearing That's a t-shirt. Owls are a good hearing Owls are a great hearing animal. <laughs> this is my hearing owl, my hearing hearing ear owl. <laughs> okay, for the love of God, let's do this recap for episode 102. Holy shit. The journey of the Tempest Adventuring Guild. A group of mercenaries, explorers, and adventurers has led them across the lands of Nostea. For over three months, they have worked to disrupt the actions of a dangerous cult, seeking to release an ancient betrayer god, Tiamat, from her prison in the Nine Hells. The journey hasn't been an easy one. For every victory the group have secured, they have suffered losses as well. But now that one of these losses has been reversed... Last session, the party met with a strange alien creature... Session before, the party met with a strange alien creature known to the people of Drolmethion as a flesh sculptor. 
Using powerful magic and flesh taken from a dragon, the flesh sculptor has been able to revive Lyra, one of the companions that had been previously lost to them. But now the team must face the greatest threat yet. Intelligence from the Harpers revealed the location of where the cult planned to open the gateway to Tiamat's prison. Palin, capital of the Ocean Empire. After arriving in the city, the team discovered that it had been the site of a massive magical attack, an entire district obliterated and turned into a smoldering crater. While massive dragons wheeled above the destruction, passing through the thick layer of smoke now hanging over the city, the group sped to the lip of the crater. After taking out some of the cultists guarding the rim, the party attempted to infiltrate, but was soon detected by a massive ancient red dragon. With the group brought before the assembled might of the cult, at the mercy of the several massive dragons wheeling above, all seemed lost. Then, out of nowhere, a silver dragon burst through the smoke layer and attacked the red dragon. Elia, ambassador from Chiari, had arrived with several other dragons opposed to the cult's actions. Other allies and friends of the Tempest Guild soon emerged as well, throwing themselves into battle. Arriving through a portal with Griswold, Azua encouraged the party to head below and disrupt the ritual. Rushing past Gloria, who had been bound and gagged, the group discovered she was in fact quite fine and well, and she encouraged the group to continue onwards while she and the rest of the friends and allies of the guild helped keep the cult at bay above. We left off last session. As you descended through the black mists, Griswold prying them open with all of his strength, allowing you to descend through into the crater below. And as you peer down from above through the dark cavern, the mists closing above you and sealing the natural light from above away, you see a red flickering light coming from below you. The pathway down leads deeper and deeper. Massive cavern walls rise high above you. Stalagmites and stalactites growing from the floor and ceiling, almost like teeth in a jagged moor. I pass over to the five of you. What would you like to do? So, last time, I believe she, some, someone knew we were already there before coming. So, you, you know that previously before you descended in, um, Severin had created this massive illusionary image of himself standing above the crater, um, telling the rest of you to to basically stay where you were, Mira, to come below, and the rest of you wouldn't be killed. Um, and that was after Yerveth had sent Eleanor down through the, the black smoke, and Eleanor had been discorporated quite violently. Hmm. Okay, so they know we're coming, but... I guess as we kind of pause at the top there, I'll be like, I could go on ahead. What, alone? Well, at least I can't just walk in there, visible, but all to see. Actually, if I remember correctly, weren't we like, didn't we oh. like rush into this area because everyone was like urging us to push forward? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I remember because we actually saw like, like Sorry. I was just going to say we saw I saw we saw Tiamat's eye in the portal. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So I've 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 just 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 for dramatic back, effect. Yeah. Okay. I've just I've just pulled you back the tunnel a bit because we we were, I was kind of like because we we're starting to go very over our session last time. So I, I've just pulled us back up the tunnel a little bit just for dramatic effect. Okay. But I mean, look for the, for, for the just to sort of build a bit of dread. But to be perfectly honest, I think I'm very capable of building dread without having you walk back a few meters. Uh, as you peer over the lip of the tunnel down below, you see a massive chamber stretching out below you. In the center, 
a giant swirling vortex of energy, rainbow-coloured spinning and wheeling below you. Around it, you can see five figures dressed in red and black robes, mushering to themselves as their hands are held aloft, pulses of white energy flickering out from their hands towards the centre of this swirling vortex. And in the centre of it, a rift in space itself, a tear in the fabric of reality, small, only about the size of a person standing upright, but hovering high above the air. And looking through that massive rift, or sorry, this, this tiny rift is a massive red eye looking around, staring. I'm going to bring you across to the map. Okay. How far away? Uh, so below you. So at the moment, you are all standing on a lip of a, a crater area. So up on uh, up on the lip here. I'll just point you on the map where you guys are at the moment. So oh, you're wow. standing right on the oh, lip. No. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. It's probably, it. probably about 100 feet uh, in front of you and about 80 feet below you. The pathway continues down uh, quite quite steeply below you before it comes to a, a stop. Uh, and that swirling vortex that you can see in front of you um, spins in this kaleidoscope of colours with this rent in the air in front of you. Um, and then there's the figures. What are these ones on the sides? Yeah. yeah, perfect. As Mira and Co, as you guys look towards the left and right, seeing this chamber stretches out into this almost like a star pattern, these rents and rifts in the stone around you. You can see there are lots of smaller portals, all of different colours, much, much smaller, spinning rapidly. And in front of each of them is another of these red and black robed figures, again, chanting, hands held up as they uh, begin powering these portals. The one closest to you seems to be sort of white on black, Across the chamber, you can see one that is black on white. Probably from where you are here, peering around the corner, you can see a blue and a green one. And then far up towards the north, those of you who are in the right position can see the beginnings of a red spinning portal as well. The other thing of note, as you stay in focus, you can see these lines of energy joining the smaller portals to this larger one in the center. Those of you who are watching and are familiar with Tyranny of Dragons, at this point you're going, Owen, what the fuck is this? This isn't in the module. You're right, it's not. (laughs) Are there demons around? Because you mentioned last time. None that you can see at the moment. Staring into the, yeah, staring into the chamber, you can't see any demons or or any devilish looking creatures at the moment. Hmm. Um, There's old mate down there too. Yeah, right right in front of the larger portal in the very centre of the room is a very familiar face, a, a tan-skinned man with a black goatee and long black hair tied back in a long bun, wearing robes of red and black and holding the red dragon mask aloft is you, who you suspect would be Severin. Um, from this position, Owen... Yeah. I, noticed, I know that um, we in previous sessions we sort of identified that this was like... Like a giant portal was under Palin. Does it look like there's any sort of remnants of that in this chamber, or does this look like it's just been carved out for this particular you have a purpose? Really, really good question. Could you make me an investigation or perception check, please? I'd also allow a history check. Uh, I'm going to do a perception check. This is super spooky music. <laughs> Scooping. That's a 27. 27 for perception. Yeah. As you stare around, this cavern probably was once a natural 
formation. You can see the, the signs of what was once a natural cavern, but this has been expanded and pulled apart. But by a combination of things, you can see sections where claw marks have raked across the stone and, and shattered it. You can see that still embedded in the stone are the fossilized remains of long dead dragons, still partly embedded in the walls and in the floor yeah. and ceiling. But more importantly, the larger chambers leading off from this main central one, these sort of side antechambers, the portals are slowly pulling in bits of matter from around, widening this chamber as time goes on. You suspect oh, yeah. that, yeah, you suspect that um, as this ritual is continuing, this chamber is getting larger and larger as the stone and rock around is slowly being like crumbled and disintegrated. Like, I don't even mean just crumbling to dust, I mean disintegrating into this black ash and being pulled into the portal. That's what you see. Uh, also, yeah, but there's one more thing you notice. Around the main portal, there's this faint shimmer surrounding the portal itself, and the, the mages and Severin seem to be on the other side of this faint shimmer. Every so often, as the light catches it, there's this very faint shimmer across it, almost like a rainbow sheen, as if you're looking through um, some sort of barrier, potentially. Yeah. Looks like they're protected by something. This will not be easy. <laughs> I mean, uh, at a rough guess, just based off the number of additional portals and the number of majors, um, who else is thinking that they're behind some sort of barrier that we've got to take something out on this side to maybe get at them, or...? Possibly. Maybe they're powering something. Sorry, I was just away for a quick sec. These mages that are in these little circles, are they powering... Have we talked about them yet? No. Just then. Literally no, just then. Discussing. I was just about to... to okay. Sorry about that. I just... Because I was away for those. Like, my brother and his girlfriend just came past real quick. Okay. Well, I mean, it's possible either they're holding it from the inside from the mages, or maybe the ones around the outside of the portals have a second job, rather than just holding those ones back. Seems like quite a lot for a, for a caster, although I'm not proficient in those arts hmm do I um, would I get the impression that the portals around the um, the auxiliary portals would be like attuned to a certain element or a feel or would they be maybe a different origin than the center Ooh, I'd love an arcana check lucky Think you're, I think you're you're thinking along some interesting pathways though. 26. Nice. Loki, as you stare at the individual portals around the room, you notice that the swirling colours of the main large portal match the colours of the swirling portal. As you, as you look at the main one, you can see black, red, blue, green and white spinning into infinity in the central main portal. And the smaller portals around the room are each of those colours. You get the sense that definitely they're connected. In fact, you'd be very surprised if they weren't... Um, all linked by the same spell. What their purpose is, though, with a 26, you're sort of thinking more along the lines of maybe maybe the energy to open this main portal has required the opening of these smaller ones. Maybe if you'd come a bit earlier, there wouldn't have been the big one in the center. But as uh. time has progressed, the, um, yeah, the smaller portal... And the other thing to note is that there's no treasure anywhere in this room. You've been told time and time again that 
the horde of the horde of the dragon queen was required a massive sacrifice of gold and silver and wealth was required there's like a couple of coins scattered across the floor but that's it you suspect that whatever was needed to power the spell has now been consumed Oh! <laughs> Actually, with an arcana check, there's one other thing, Lockie. Looking at the portals, the smaller ones, you can also see there's small piles of clothing and piles of dust around the edges of them as well. Cool. Okay. Well, it looks like I've had multiple different types of sacrifice. I'd say, I'd say Yerveth sees that, tells you, and you're like, ah, they had they needed energy for the spell. Yeah, I see yeah, they yeah, got yeah, it yeah. from living creatures. Well, we're <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, at this point, Yerveth would just be like, "I'm ready for whatever." Then, shall sure. we take? Shall we take on these mages on the outside? And I mean, see if perhaps, we can ruffle some feathers. Perhaps interrupting the portals on the outside is going to stop the center. Then. I light up my finger with a fireball. I knock an arrow on my bow. I can probably reach them from here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to move. Oh, I can, I can definitely reach them from here. I get, I'm ready to insult them. Call <laughs> <laughs> that a portal? Spot the bard. <laughs> Especially now, because it's full bird, so I'm ready. Let's go. With electricity. Do we, do we pick a circle and aim? Uh, what are we thinking? I'm going to this one. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I could rush the, the, the nearest. Um, question: Is the portal like taking up that entire space in the in the, uh, in, the in the cabin, or is, do I like have like a clear line of sight over it? Like, what uh, is it? How clear? Yeah. So looking through. Manifesting. Yeah, looking through the portal, it's it's not fully. So so the main portal is actually on the floor. The spinning vortex is on the floor. Above oh, okay. it is this. Above it is this sphere spinning, but. When you look at it, it's it's not a sphere. It's a, it's like a, a rend in space. But then when you look closer, it's it's a sphere. Looking at this thing hurts your eyes and your brain. This is a, a rend in space time manifest in the air in, 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 on top of this thing, and that's where the eyes looking through. The other portals um, are actually full spheres of swirling energy, but this one is is actually flat on the floor, and then this sort of rend in space is above it. So you can look through the central one, but. You can't see on the other side of the ones in the far corners of the room. Yeah, I was gonna say, Yerveth is a simple man, and he sees like a mind-altering, reality-warping, like void in like space between him and the target. He's probably gonna shoot an arrow through it. Um, he's probably gonna aim, <laughs> maybe like. Oh, you're hold, no like, fun anymore. <laughs> Yerveth is gonna probably aim his arrow at this one, then the one in uh, controlling the. Yep. Okay. Cool. 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 So there's yeah, in front of each of the smaller portals is another is another mage. So that in total there's ten mages in this room, or ten ten wizards, or ten spellcasters, um, all with their hoods up, robes wrapped around them, hands in the air, casting this spell. A mixture of what look to be humans, humanoids, elves, dragonborn. You see some scaly hands as well. Um, but yeah, in front of each of the smaller portals is one mage, and and around their feet uh, are glowing red symbols pulsing with light every time they sort of finish a section of an incantation. Uh, and then in the central chamber, there's five arranged around the larger portal. Uh, each of them, actually, as you look, seems to be pulling energy from the smaller portals and guiding it into the larger one. Okay. Yeah. And just just to be just to be clear, like they haven't flinched at all since we've been here. Like, no, they're, like, they're very focused. Severin sort of seems to be looking over occasionally, sort of like, yeah. Actually, with your with your perception of twenty seven before, occasionally you'll notice Severin, um, like hold his hand up and whisper something to it, and then listen, and then whisper again. 
Well, Well, I think we should maybe just jump on and see if we can start screwing with things. Yep. Do we just sort of pick one guy and we'll, you know, all work together to take them out one at a time rather than splitting up and potentially binding off more than we can chew? Yes, I think that's probably wise. Um, in all the perception checks and arcana checks, did these guys here, these sorcerers, did they look like they were protected? Because they are in a circle. Of no, they, they're not. No, so, so the ones in the center, there's this, um, Yervith has noticed this kind of like shimmering barrier yep. around them. These ones here, no, it seems like they're standing in magic circles, but it looks like that magic circle is designed to channel and focus a spell. Loki's okay. Arcana of 26 is, I mean, it, Loki, it, it, it's, yeah, there's a couple of different runes even you can spy from this distance. It looks like these are a way of amplifying power and focusing it, um, specifically different types of elemental power. Okay. Does anything scream giant to me? Uh, that's a very good question, Loki. Um, with an arcana of 26. Yeah, Loki, actually, as you're looking around focusing, the nature of like the five elements channeling towards a main central um, focus point, this is how most of the giant crystals works. This is how your flying castle that you maintained worked. It had five elemental crystals, each of them channeling power towards a central crystal, and that allowed for the amplification and mixing of the um, of the power. This is very similar. You don't know whether this is deliberate or accidental or... But yeah, it seems, seems very deliberate indeed. Oh, well, it seems very similar indeed, I should say. Not necessarily deliberate. It seems very similar. So, if I wanted to stick this fun little box in somewhere... Ooh. Ooh. That would certainly disrupt something. If there's ever a time to try it. But where? Where's... where's... The, the spot. I mean, the nexus is in the middle, but that's got the um, that's got the shield on it. Why don't we try and take out the auxiliary uh, mages and portals? See if that drops the central um, barrier, and maybe you can lob the box over once it's down. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. But I feel like whatever we decide, we should do quickly. I don't. Yeah, I, re- I mean, yeah. need now. Yeah, we're gonna, we're right. I agree. Let's try that. Should we start with blue and the closest? Let's start with blue. Alright, so what I'm going to do is, I'm going to jump on my mount, I'm going to fly above you guys. I'm going to sort of hold back in action though, after you guys attack, and I'm just going to run interference just in case everyone actually does anything. Okay. Because I'm not, I'm more of a support, I'm not like someone who attacks. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah, but this ready with his bonus action and... Well, I don't, I don't know if you can do a bonus action as a hell, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Everyone's ready. He's what, do guys, what do you guys do? I guess Shana launches an Eldritch Blast at the Blue Mage. <laughs> uh, really? yeah, yep. yeah, so yeah. Tell cool. me what you're all doing. So uh, Shana's doing Eldritch Blast, Blue Mage. Well, uh, I mean, pro- I prob- I'd probably bonus action Hunter's Mark first and then shoot. Yep. Brilliant. Yep. Blue Mage or Green Mage? Uh, uh, we're focusing the Blue Mage, so I would yeah. be focusing yeah. the same one. Yeah. All right. Um, Mira? Fireball. <laughs> Where, where would you Fireball. like to fly? Yeah, man. On that mage. Oh, On the yeah. blue mage. Okay, brilliant. And um, do we know what Jin's doing? Loki? I'm just going to dash to about to here-ish. Okay, brilliant. I'm trying to get close to the spot. Actually, wait. Um, so so to, to be able to sort of see the blue mage, you are going to have to walk down into the chamber, basically, from where you are here. I know I've opened it up so you guys can see it, but you will have to, like, 
get off this little platform where you guys are and actually enter into the chamber to see around that corner. Um, How deep we talking? Oh, it's only sort of like, so so it's only about sort of 60 feet, 70 feet down. And it's down this, um, this metal, uh, gangplank that leads down this this entry where it's been carved through the rock but I can't but I can't see the mages not from around the corner not until you get down there I've, I've positioned you at the end of the gangplank oh, because oh, I didn't I have okay. the yeah because I didn't have the um, the the map for the gangplank so I've done my best yeah, to okay. improvise so what would you guys like to do um can I just before we do as I'm kind of re- reading the elemental energy is there anything about this portal that kind of strikes me as a bit off? Because we've seen portals to other places now. I've seen um, how the ship works. And with my kind of sorcerous, in, like, intuitive knowledge, do I get the sense that this sort of elemental magic is Tiamati or gianty or just, like, stable, unstable? Can I get, like, a sense of what yeah. this is? Mirror, I would I would say yes. This this is different to what you've seen before. When you saw the um, the Efreet travel back to the um, the city the city of brass, back to the the elemental plane of fire, mm. it was a very small, very contained magical effect. That the portal opened and he just stepped through it and disappeared. As you watch, the maelstrom of energy surrounds this thing. Lightning occasionally crackles out. You can see the stone around the smaller portals is being literally disintegrated by this. This is much more powerful, much more chaotic. And you think the only thing keeping this thing controlled and contained right now is the, is the mages working on it. This, this is dangerous, powerful magic. Powerful enough to let a god back into the world. Like it's, This is intense and it is requiring a lot of work to keep it functioning. Um, maybe we shouldn't get too close. That thing's teetering on the edge of functionality, as it is. That's fair enough. But if needs, if needs be, I, I will get as close as I have to. I would right. prefer not to, but if yeah. the need arises, I too. You. All right. Won't we leave a faith off the edge of this? Edge? I can hear the apprehension in all your voices. The fact that you're all like, you're like, oh, I don't want to go down. Can we just like, what do we do? Like, oh, we can talk about it a bit more. Wait, 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 wait. I actually, I actually have a, I have a counterplay to going down. So you have a climbing speed, right? Yep. Yeah. Is there any way I could climb along the rock face and find a platform or a, a vantage point? Uh, yeah, yeah, the... but as you look along the as you look along the walls, there's no. I mean, as you look up and around, you, you, from where you are here, you can't see any balconies or outcroppings where you could easily stand and start shooting down. But you could yeah. climb along the wall, like the, the, as I said, this thing is very rough and uh, and hewn open. Like you could easily yeah. climb along the wall and use it to get down to where you needed to go or, or find somewhere else a good vantage point. But there's not really any places where you can stand up on an outcropping, have good sure footing, and start firing an arrow easily. It's That's all fine. very, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I will. Uh, I will go down then. And keep an eye out for any sort of uh, outcrops that I, that may I may come across in the chamber. Are the rest of you doing the same, following Yerveth down down yep. the the metal gangplank towards the entrance to the chamber? Yep. yep. Perfect. As you guys reach the end of the gangplank. You can see that Severin is only 80, 60 feet in front of you. And as you step down into the chamber, 
He turns towards you, listening to the rock at his ear and slowly lowering it. Ah, welcome. Surprised that you were able to make your way down here. Seems you had more friends and allies than we anticipated. But that's a shame for you, because it now means that more of your friends have to die. We don't want this bloodshed. We don't want this. None of you have to do this. You can all stand down, stand back, and let our queen return. That's fair. All right, let's do that. Yeah, I, I don't see why we, we didn't start thinking of this in the That's first true. place. No, of course not. Why didn't we consider that? Oh, God. I, I, I've got so many projects to finish. Jeez. Mira's looking confused. <laughs> Does Severin say anything to this? No, he just, yeah. just looks over at you, one eyebrow raised, a very confident, cocky smile on his face. Does he just have the stone in his hand? Yeah, as, as you look, he d- he's not holding the red dragon mask anymore. No, not on the ground by his feet, but as you look over at the mage closest to him, the mage is now wearing the dragon mask. Oh. 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 Cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the mage is wearing masks. Yeah. Only one of them, <laughs> one of them doesn't have a mask and is a blue wow. dragonborn. And you can see that as they're casting the spell, the color of their blue scales is slowly diminishing, growing grayer and grayer. Oh, no. Because they That's are missing, not good, man. Because they're missing one of the masks. <laughs> Mira, All right. you're pretty close to the portal now. Oh. You're within 100 feet. Just, yeah. There's a feeling. That's good. A pull, almost like a, a magnetic oh. attraction tugging at you towards this thing. You feel no, this, no, no. this urge to step closer, to peer into the center of this thing, to see what lies beyond. Almost like it's it's calling you in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have you roll any saves at the moment. Okay. I do take a step back. <laughs> we need to work well. quickly. Let's not listen to this. Um, just before we engage, or if we're going to um. Does the rest of us notice sort of Mira's step towards and then sort of, ooh. I think Mira just steps back at this point rather than stepping forward. Just to step back away from it. Sally? I tire of this. If we are here to stop Tiamat, let's act now. Yep, agreed. Oh, put the bad music on. (laughs) Ah, well, such a shame. Enjoy your sleep. And Severin reaches into his pocket, pulls out this handful of silver dust, and throws it into the air. (laughs) There's this sudden gust as everything around you begins filling these shards of silver, almost like petals or scales swarming around you, slicing into your skin. This sudden feeling of pain as they cut across you. And as you look around you, the world begins to go white and silver as everything is covered by these tumbling petals and tumbling motes of silver. I'm going to need all of you to... It is a magical effect. I'm going to need all of you... Well, kind of. I'm going to cast 
Oh. It's not. It's not a spell. Can I do? Okay, so I can't do. It's not a spell. Spells. It's a magical effect. Um, I'm going to need all of you to uh, roll me a Constitution saving throw, please, with disadvantage. Oh, yeah. Can oh. I do dispel magic? Oh. Is it a poison uh, effect? It's not a poison effect. Um, dispel ma- no. Uh, it is a it magical. It says choose one effect. creature, magical- object, or magical effect. That's an action, within right? Range. It is an action. Yeah. So, so roll the thing first. But yeah, after after this is done, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sixteen mirror for your first one. Ten. Nope. That's a natural Ten. one. Oh Ten no. Ten for Yerveth. Twenty-six for Lockie. Twenty-seven for Lockie. Okay, brilliant. This makes sense that Lockie oh. wouldn't be fooled by this. Uh, this Fourteen and nineteen good. for Shana, so I'll take the fourteen. And Yerveth, yours is a fourteen, so we'll take your ten. Uh, Nine and seventeen. Okay. Uh, I should roll for Eleanor as well, right? Uh, have you summoned her back? Yes, yeah. you have. Yeah, roll for Eleanor. Eleanor. And uh, Jin, if you could roll for your mount, please, as well, your Fidav. Oh, yeah. I, have, I don't have a um, stuff like that. Uh, if you just roll a d20, I've got the stats here. I can add the pluses if you oh, want. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, damn, that's a net one. Oh, well, uh, that's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't worry about rolling anything. It's both natural ones. Um, okay, <laughs> here's what happens. Loki, you watch as all of your friends immediately drop like puppets with their strings cut they literally just drop in place Um, as as you watch them fall you sort of turn around in surprise and Severin smiles this big very evil looking smile ah I should have known that that would not work um, on you construct oh well you'll enjoy this next bit particularly well I think well juggle gaze (laughs) <laughs> now, some people juggle geese. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to come back to you in a second, Lockie. We're going to deal with each of the people who've just been knocked. Um, oh, so, Shana? So, what were you saying? Oh, you used to have advantage on magical effects. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately not. What were you saying, Jared? Um, I just wanted to ask, with lucky feet, does that make me re-roll both saves or the one I failed? Uh, the one you fail. So if I use it now, could I roll again and potentially and pass take- it? Yeah, well, you take whichever one you rolled second, yeah. Um, so, so if you roll it now, we'll take whatever you roll with the lucky feet. Oh. It would be too late to add favoured by the gods to this roll, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's almost too late to add lucky feet, to be honest, but I'll I'll let you do I, both. I was, gonna, you I was gonna, I was gonna, I was trying to cut in, but then... Yeah, like, sort of, yeah, I'll like let you, I'll let you, I'll let you both. If you wanted to do favoured by the gods, Shani, you can. Um, Jin, if you yeah. wanted to do the lucky feet, you can. We roll that constitution saving throw. No. Six Shana, so that takes you up to a 20. 30, 30, 20. I might leave it because it's only a plus three. I probably will fail it anyway. Okay. Um, okay, Shana, you still go down. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. I could never have passed it then either. Here's what happens for those of you who fall asleep. We're going to do... Let's do Jin first. Jin. As this effect hits you, you suddenly find yourself standing in an open grass field, as if you've just been teleported there, as these as these uh, silvery white barbs surround you and cut into your skin. You start swatting at them, trying to hold. You look for your companions, and all you can see is this shimmering white silver around you. And then suddenly, as if it was never there, it just fades away into nothingness, leaving you standing in a large grassy field, wildflowers all around you. And as you look down at your skin, 
the cuts and, and scrapes and bruises that, that you expect to see from these things battering at you are, are gone. All you see is this beautiful grassy field stretching out as far as the eye can see. Red, orange, purple wildflowers growing at your feet. And as you turn and look behind you, you can see a blanket is laid out with a picnic. Lying there draped across the picnic blanket is Titania. Queen of the Seelie Court. Nice. Long, white, yellow hair around, braided into this beautiful pattern flowers draped into her hair pale purple skin eyes like thunder she lowers a bunch of grapes towards her mouth and takes a bite of one pulling it off delicately chewing it slowly and as she looks up at you her voice cuts through the quiet chirping insects around you play us a song Bart Please. I hate to be a really big dick, but can you skip to someone else real quick? Someone's just rang the doorbell, and I'm only home with my grandmother. No, all good. That's fine. Uh, let's skip Apologies, to Yerveth. I'm so sorry. Let's skip to Yerveth then. Yerveth. As the silvery white dust surrounds you, the barbs cutting into your skin, causing you to sort of flail and panic, you reach out for Eleanor and place a hand upon her. And then suddenly, just as they started, the effect is gone. You find yourself standing in a large hall. A hall you recognize. Back in Oxenfurt. Historical society. You can see your companions sitting around, leaning over a table with various artifacts that they've recovered, talking excitedly amongst themselves as they look over this this table of of, uh, artifacts from their most recent expedition. And as you turn around behind you, you can see the door front door sort of moving very slowly in the wind warm orange light shining from outside and as you turn to look down at Eleanor she's not there you seem to be alone for the moment one of your friends a purple skinned tiefling Chris looks up K-R-I-S looks up Yaveth you seem to be somewhere else you okay I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I am or not. What? Are, where are we? What are, what are we doing here? Uh, we're going through our most recent acquisitions from the uh, from the journey to the jungle up in uh, up near the Snake's Hill. Are, are you okay? We 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 yeah. Just cataloging all our finds. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, no, just just lost in thought, Chris. Sorry. What, what you know, did we find there? You feel a tug at your cloak, and when you turn to look down, there's nothing there. For a moment, you could have sworn you felt something tugging at your cloak. Um, this is all rather confusing. Say, Chris, you haven't seen a little, uh, little dragon, little drake around here, have you? A drake? Uh, no. Is that is that something we should be seeing? Uh, have you been to the? You're talking about the menagerie that's in town. We can go check it out later. We we got to finish our work no, first, Yerveth. No, 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 no. I I have a I have a drake with me. I, uh, I, I uh, haven't seen one with you, Yerveth. What are you talking about? Hmm. Am I aware? 
Like, I'd obviously be aware that this is, like, not... Something feels... Like, this feels very wrong. Like, you can feel this... Yeah. This feels real, where you are. This this seems real and feels real. But all around you... I mean, you still have fading now, a little bit faster. These, these memories of another time, another place. Being lost in the jungle, your friends losing their lives one by one. And you being left alone to fend for yourself them being found by some other people but their their names kind of elude you at the moment their faces fuzzy at the edges of your memory but the knowledge that you're not complete that something's missing is is probably quite strong in your mind chris um if you excuse me one moment i think i just need a a breath of fresh air to it's a little stuffy in this hole yeah please uh we'll, we'll we'll catch up catch up later then you have this kind of very, just very gingerly sort of walk through the hall and sort of kind of look around and see, you know, see if he can, what he can see, see if it seems familiar to him, see the people, um, even like what we've got, like what the relics are. And he's just going to slowly make his way to the to that door. Yeah, it looks to be mostly items of gold plating or or gold jewellery that seemed to have been recovered a lot of gold and and you remember of course we were looking into the golden ziggurat like yeah of course we've recovered items of of gold and uh, the the lattice work on some of the pieces the the, um, snake motifs and serpent motifs are beautiful but there's a moment of fear when you look at them just for a second this fear as you see this snake motif that then fades just as quickly and as you pass by and begin heading to the front door for a brief moment, you feel that pull and then a nudge of something hard and scaly pushing against your leg, and then it's gone again. I feel like there's something that should be here, but I can't feel. But yet I, I could. Where am I? What is this place? Where? It, it's familiar, but like, let me just go outside. Get a, get a breath. Yerveth, as you push through the front door, opening it fully and step out, the light blinds you for a brief moment and yeah. then suddenly fades with this boom of roaring thunder. Cold rain pelts your body. Dark green foliage presses in around you, the mud beneath your feet. Wet and chilled to the bone, your clothes cling to you like a second skin. And as you look around you, dark shapes, dark serpent-like shapes move through the jungle just out of reach, just out of view, casting a very ominous shadow as they move around you, surrounding you. Oh, man. Uh, Yerveth immediately just goes into, like, fight or flight mode, knocks an arrow, like, immediately just goes quiet. Yerveth, as as you knock the arrow, you watch as the shaft of wood twists and turns into a small serpent-like form that bites at your hands as you I'm assuming drop your bow <laughs> in some yeah. panic. <laughs> wow. As the snake drops to the ground and begins slithering towards you, suddenly this flash of grey and black scales cuts through the jungle and you watch as this snake is torn to pieces and then as you look down at your feet you see this flash of black and silver scales again and then nothing just you in the jungle surrounded by these ominous shapes moving around you and then suddenly that feel of something nudging at your legs pushing you forwards i i sort of 
move forward. I go, I go with it. I just close my eyes and, and, and just sort of take a couple of deep breaths and go, I've, I've, I've got this. I, I will make it through this. Could you make me, make me a wisdom saving throw, please? Sure. 21. Yerveth, this isn't real. This isn't how you remember it. Yes, this reminds you of the, the trauma that you went through lost in that jungle. And yes, that fear and that pain is still there. But this isn't it. This isn't real. You know that this isn't real. And you know that you have people now who will support you and look after you and care for you and will not leave you alone in this place. And one of them is Elnor. And as you look down at your feet, behind you, footprints through the mud, you can see clawed toe footprints as well, tracking along beside your own. And as you spin around, sitting there, a black drake sits, and you watch as it looks at you and cocks its head very curiously, as if sort of like wondering what you're looking at and what you're seeing. And you feel confusion coming from the drake. Is this, this Drake is an Eleanor? Or it, it is Eleanor. And as you see her, you, you recognize her and remember her. Ah, there you are. So I wasn't alone after all that. It's good to see your face. Eleanor reaches her head forwards, trying to sort of nuzzle into your chest. And as she pushes against you, close your eyes and feel her hard scales beneath your hands. And then... The rain and cold seem to fade away as if a distant memory. You find yourself standing back in a very familiar airship. Your friends all around you, talking and laughing, but the sound's a little bit out of sync. You're on an air of decency. You can see your friends around you, talking, laughing, going about their business, Leosin up on the deck of the ship, spinning the wheel around towards a new destination, blue sky around you, white clouds beneath, the sun shining high above. It's very hard to feel afraid in this place, this new place that you've created. And as Eleanor looks at you, you look down at her, she speaks, a rough, grasping, gasping voice, as if speaking words is something unfamiliar to her. Not real. This real. As she looks around at your friends on the deck of the ship. No, this isn't quite right, is it, Eleanor? Something's off. This is real, but isn't real. She cocks her head curiously. As if trying to digest that information. It's a it's a vision, maybe, a memory or something. But hmm. friends what do you here think, too. I smell. Find. Yes. Let's find them. You watch as Eleanor sort of shrugs, twisting and moving, stretching. And as she does so, she begins to grow larger, wings sprouting from her back, forming these massive draconic wings that stretch and flap around her. And as she turns and looks back at you, she looks over her shoulder 
climb on. Uh, okay. Go as off you and do, start climbing off on. The as you do, as you do, Yerveth. The world, this this airship, the image of your friends, the sound slowly fades out, and the world fades to a white nothingness. But you can see three points of light in the distance. One straight ahead, one to your left, one to your right. Eleanor looks back at you. Which first? Friends, light. We go to the left. We find our friends. Yes, find family. And with one great woof of her wings, Eleanor takes off, the wind rushing against your face, even though all you can see is this sort of white nothingness, this pinprick of light in the far distance. And as you streak towards it, we're going to jump to Shana. Shana. As the silvery metal dust, this silvery white dust swirls around you, the barbs cutting into you, you panic, closing your eyes, pulling yourself back. And then as you stumble... You find yourself standing on two feet in a massive metal space station, high above a twisting planet of azure blue and beautiful red continents. Your home. Around you, you can see many other Kalashtar, or Cory, I should say, Cory, working hard to keep the systems running. And in the very center of the space station, looking out through the plated glass, you can see this single moat of orange-yellow energy spinning faster and faster in the very centre of the space station. Standing next to you is a figure. Black skin, black hair, black robes, with white eyes, with no pupils, stands before you. Varus, as you first met him. Arms folded, he stares at the swirling vortex of energy. Yes, I think that's coming along quite nicely, don't you? Well, if you have no further need of me. I mean, this is pretty much the next best thing to a sun, don't you think? And I mean, don't you think we're being just a little bit conservative on how much we're growing it? I mean, this thing, you know, near infinite possibility. We could tear everything back the way it was before. I'd prefer if you kept things where they are, Shana. Remember our deal. I have provided you with what you need to keep your energy reserves running. There's no further need for you to draw unwanted attention to yourself. Walk before you can run, remember? Hmm. I guess so, I guess so. Look, what you choose to do with this is up to you. I have fulfilled my end of the bargain, and you will now fulfill yours. What was that again? Oh, he's gone. The Varus figure sort of cocks its head and looks at you and then suddenly begins sort of like I flickering. Oh, and Rosie just dropped for me. Oh, hello. Can you guys oh, hear me? Oh, no, I can. No, I can You're spooking me. <laughs> can you hear me now, Ellie? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. The, the Varus figure sort of cocks its head and looks at you and then shudders and flickers. Shana, your shadow beneath you opens one eye. Oh, fuck! <laughs> she, she just probably noticeably freaks out at that. Like, if, you know, she's not used to... Or thinking... It, I guess it depends if it feels familiar or not. Does it? 
I mean, you know you should be freaked out by this. Your shadow opening up its eyes? What? But for some reason, there's something familiar about this. There is something at the edge of your at the edge of your memory. Something familiar about this as the shadow opens this one eye. But then, right as you're sort of like as you gasp and look down, you feel a hand on your shoulder, and as you look up, you can see your second in command, one of your closest friends, Zaresh. This very tall, quite skinny, gangly man looking at you with a little bit of concern in his eyes, dressed in the, in the silvery spacesuit. Uh, what is wrong, Commander? Are you, are you okay? I think I've just been awake for too long. Um, I'm starting to see things that aren't there. Again, not the actual stuff that was there and it's no longer there, the stuff that is actually not. Anyway, uh, hi, can I help you? Uh, yes, I was going to ask if you could uh, enter the access codes for uh, our expansion protocol. Oh, that today, isn't that? Uh, right, right. Yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, lead the way. And she's sort of trying to like Please. almost bluff her way through something that's so long ago that like, you know, the memory just yeah. really uh Please follow, follow me. He leads you over towards a console. Keys in a very familiar language, the language of the quarry, your, your, your native tongue laid out before you. And you can see that the display on this screen is partially three-dimensional, pulling out into this holographic display. You can see there's a large cursor just hovering on the screen, flashing with the words access code written in Corey above it. What do you do? Yeah, she, she walks up and um, I guess sees if there's any muscle memory left that, no, like remembers the feeling almost of like the access code like there's a moment where you go to walk sorry there's a moment where you go to slither and then you sort of like stumble a bit and then go oh i've got legs (laughs) what what do you mean i've got legs what like that thought kind of bothers you for a few seconds yeah as you you walk over the access code is fresh in your mind you know that it's a series of eight symbols you enter them in and press activate not very hard as you as you go to press the buttons, a voice speaks from your shadow. That didn't go so well last time, remember? He sort of pauses and looks over both shoulders and- Zeresh is standing right beside you, sort of looking a little bit concerned, but, but focused as he looks over at the access code, sort of nods as you look back at him. What happened last time? And she's sort of trying to say it under her breath in the sense that so that other people in the room don't hear her talking to herself. There's no response, just silence. I think sort of with that, she just sort of shakes it off and goes to enter the code again. As you enter in the code, press activate. There's this sudden blurring as if things around you are happening very, very quickly, as if time speeds up for everyone but yourself. And suddenly you find yourself standing no longer just in front of the the display, but now standing on some sort of overarching deck looking down below an observation deck. And you can see your homeworld slowly being devoured, these black tentacles crushing through the center of the planet, eating it alive. Around you, you can hear the wails and screams and cries of your your friends, your, your comrades, your crewmates, as you look down and watch your world slowly being eaten by these black tendrils of darkness.
How does how does Shana deal with that? <laughs> Again, yeah, it's. I don't think there's so much dealing with it in the sense that, like you know, she sort of you know, ah oh, yes, this is happening and it accepts it and more. It's sort of a mix of just outward rejection. It's sort of like you know, it's this entire thing started off with something that I didn't even think you know existed X amount of time ago. Um, you know, and if it's sort of, she's like, oh, well, you know, if both things are that I thought was not real, but is real, you know, it's sort of, she's trying to, you know, like logic slam puzzle pieces together that don't go together in an attempt to sort of. Could you roll me a charisma saving throw, please? Yeah. Oh no. Natural one. Oh no. Shana, you're watching as your entire people are destroyed. And you know, you know in your heart that this is your fault. You know that you did this. Your arrogance, your hubris, your desire for power has taken you down a path that you will never redeem yourself. You will never, you'll never live this. This, this is, this is who you are now. Right as that feeling begins to take hold and that despair kicks in, an eye opens in your shadow once again. Shana, you're embarrassing me. Come on, this isn't real. Wake up now, please. (laughs) Well, it's, again, like, I'm not sure if it's so much, like, the shock of just having, like, someone, like, wait quite like you know from enough or if it's still not quite enough to sort of snap her out of just this oh fuck like you know there's no coming back from this like hands oh sorry no you go you go i was even just gonna say like just like even like playing around her fingertips like maybe even like a little bit of the you know that magic that darkness um yep just you know as she in the same way like when you sort of move your hand too fast on a camera that's um yeah that after image blur yeah. yeah so just like a darkness sort of you know not really un, you know even registering that it's happening just a subconscious oh yeah as you do so standing beside you is that dark Varus once again, this very midnight black form of Varus. Ah, Shana, I knew you weren't worthy. I knew you weren't the right one. I knew you would mess this up. I should never have trusted you with this power. And then sort of it glitches again, sort of moving slightly, and you watch as this black hand pushes out through your shadow, reaches up and grabs this image and tears it apart like tissue paper, the image being torn apart. Climbing out of your shadow is Varys as you know him now. Purple skins, long flowing hair, starlight glittering across his skin. And he grabs you by the face, pulling you close and staring into your eyes. Shana, I need you to wake up now. This isn't real. You know that. This guilt you're feeling, this isn't truly yours. You can't own all of this. You know that, don't you? Yes, I, I guess, but yeah. It, it, some part of me, I think, wants to, to 
bury it all and pretend it never happened and never existed in the first place. That's not going to help anyone or anything, Shana. You and I were in this together, okay? I made a mistake, you made a mistake. But we set some bits of it right, and there's still some more work we have to do. So I need you to wake up now, okay? We've got more work we need to do. And she, I think she sort of reaches out her hand, like, it's sort of, you know, alright, you know, let's do this, and then pause, and it's like, how do I wake up? If, if, if I'm asleep right now. Varys sort of looks at you, cocks his head and goes, Hmm. Yes, this is a rather interesting effect, isn't it? I, um, I did just make an attempt to pull myself out and I think I am stuck in here with you right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Stuck at the, uh, point of worst memories, uh, me at least. The station around you. Oh, sorry. No, you go. You. you. Oh, she was. She was just gonna say. She's like, I'm surprised you're not stuck in your own personal hell memory or whatever. Oh, please. This is. I step between dimensions on a whim. I'm not going to be stuck in some arrogant prick's dream. Let's get out of here right now. Come with me. We're going to see the boundaries of this thing. All magic has limits. Let's push these to the absolute limit. All right. Come with me. Varys takes your hand. You feel this strong but gentle grip holding you tight. There's a feeling of trust there, a feeling of connection. And as Varys pulls you in and begin running through the station together, you watch as it begins peeling apart as these dark tendrils, having finished with your planet, begin eating the space station, surrounding this central sun and draining it of all light and life. But as you get to the edge of the space station, you watch as the image begins to sort of jutter as if it's not quite in focus and begin to fade into nothingness until you see a small speck in the distance, in the distance of this white light moving towards you faster and faster. Varys gives this little half smile. Ah, oh. well, seems one of you lot has got some competency. See, Yerveth has found his way out. That drake of his, the connection he has with it. I might see if I can have a chat with him. Could be useful. Well, you've got your friends for the moment. If you need me, remember I'm there. And if your plan to bring the giants back fails, well, Make sure you get uh, get a good grab of that core that Loki has, all right? We're going to bring me through instead. Agreed? Agreed. All right. Excellent. Well, good luck. And Shana, it wasn't your fault. Not entirely. Hmm. I'm just in the majority. No, I hmm. fear much of the blame lies with me. I may have been a bit hasty and let's say, a little bit rushed in my assumptions and calculations that I had run. I underestimated Hadar. Badly. A mistake I will not be making again. Huh. Interesting. Well, um, I, I, I guess I can also firmly say that I will not make the mistake of um, blowing up a small sun again. But, uh... Again, Shana... You can't take all the blame for that. Only some. Okay? Let's call it an even 50. Sounds good. Well, hopefully we can get out of this mess as well. Indeed. And you watch as Varys fades back into your shadow. Flying towards you rapidly, you see a dragon with a rider on its back, cloak 
streaming behind him, meters behind him, leaving this green afterimage as he flies through the sky. And as he approaches and lands on this empty, empty white void of nothingness, you see Yerveth, but not quite as you remember him. His cloak has elongated and formed these scaly patches, almost like dragon wings. And you can see his eyes have this deep crystal black color to them, matching Eleanor's color. Yerveth, you see Shana standing before you, standing on two legs, dressed in a very strange outfit, this sort of close figure-hugging suit made of this um, sort of darkish gray and light blue striped colors across it, like a, essentially like a spacesuit um, that she's mm-hmm. wearing, standing before you in the empty void. And as you land on Eleanor and spin around, Shana, you can see Eleanor has grown too. Her neck elongated, her jaw and more much larger and wider. She now looks much more draconic than you remembered. Either Rathian asleep in this asleep slash not dream world for a very long time, or she looks different to normal. Uh, new development, you have Good to see you too, Shana. <laughs> yes, I believe there's something at play here, but enough chit chat. Do you need a lift somewhere? Uh, anywhere but here. We still have someone to go. Well, we actually still have a few of our friends to find. Can you join me? <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, yes. <laughs> I think she's uh, still sort of trying to shake off, you know, the sort of the last few feelings of sort of the past being so close. Shana, you have a look about you that I know all too well. Not pleasant, is it? It will pass. I still regret my actions in the jungle. I still regret not being able to save my friends. I know that yours is, well, far larger, but trauma is trauma. And you will come through it the other side. I know that you will. Until then. As of you. Yes. I know, deep down, there's not much I could, there's, there was nothing I could do, and I'm at peace now knowing that that part of me is is long gone. But now, and I sort of pat Eleanor a little bit, we are not alone anymore. We are in this together. Right, well, well, I guess we'll go find the rest of us. Do you have a way to go find them? We need to follow the lights. Well, so that's what Eleanor tells me. All right. Shana, as you climb on and Eleanor takes off, you begin speeding through the white void around you. As you turn around and look behind you, you can still see that black tendril darkness moving through, eating the void itself not quite disappeared completely. Jim, let's jump back to you. Now, when you sort of awoke or or blinked your eyes free of this magical effect and found yourself standing in a field with a a picnic blanket draped behind you, Titania, lounging on it, she called out, play us a song, Bart. Oh, um, I sort of take a look around for a sec. 
So is it just like rolling hills? It's just this field stretching out all around you as far as the eye can see beyond. Literally, as you look towards the horizon, the green blends into the blue of the sky above almost seamlessly. And there's a feel of, yeah, a a feel of sort of looking at something stretched or warped as you peer and look closer. But then you look down at your feet, you can see beautiful wildflowers of every color scattered about, rich green grass. Um, Okay, so yeah, so then I would um, feel for my harp on my back. Yeah, your Anstruth harp is there as you you pull it forwards. You can see that it is exactly as you remember. So I'm like a little bit like out of it. Like I'm looking around like Mm. puzzled and look at Titania and I'm... um, Yeah, no problem at all. Um, Yes, this seems completely natural. Let me play a tune. What do you play? I would sort of... I sort of would like... Because she's sort of lounging there. I imagine like we're on like a slight hill, so like I'll sort of prop myself down and sort of yeah. lay on, like lay down, so sort of beside her, um, and just start plucking away at the tune. Where we are, it's quite relaxed. I'd play something that's like very not jaunty per se, but something that's very like tranquil, very like. Flowing, elegant, flowing, beautiful. Ele- yeah. yeah. Jin, as you play the first couple of chords and relax into the song, the harp feels out of tune. And as you try to concentrate on the music, you can feel yourself losing it more and more as, as the chords no longer sound good together. It's like the harp is, is untuned. As you play it, it gets worse and worse. And you find very quickly the song becoming this discordant, very rough melody and you can see Mm. titania a single dark expression cross her face i would watch her eyes i would have like the expression and i like do little like don't worry i'll sort it out in a jiffy this is (laughs) most peculiar no no issue at all though it'll be right on track as i'm just like i'm just i'm just like (laughs) and am i getting more awkward as she gets more angry Jin, the blue sky above you begins to grow darker as clouds form above Titania. Oh, and as that's she's... ominous. Um, that's cool. Go keep plucking away, I guess. Um... <laughs> ding, 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 ding. But it's more like... <laughs> <laughs> you watch as Titania stands. And as she walks towards you, she seems to grow larger, impossibly large, towering above you as storm clouds gather around her. Relax, and it's all good. We're all fine. As I'm like looking around quiet bug Uh, and with a stomp her foot crushes you underneath there's a moment of pain and blackness and then you find yourself blinking awake in your hands the Anstruth harp is still there but a massive jagged crack runs through the center of it the strings now severed and you find yourself standing in the bard's college at Oxenfurt standing in front of a lecture hall full of your peers standing next to you is Am I naked? You're not naked. <laughs> standing next to you, standing next to you is Gloria. And as you look over at her, she seems a bit younger too, as you remember her back when you were a student. Well, seems Jin has decided to perform a beautiful melody for us. Everybody, give him a round of applause. 
And as you look towards the sea of blurred faces, not really able to make out any details, a chorus of boos and hisses assaults you. Paper scrunched up is thrown at you, including a, a rogue Whoa. hacky sack that bounces off your head. You know what? You're all just jealous that I beat you all at hacky sack, aren't you? <laughs> as you? As you say that, a hacky sack <laughs> into your mouth and you sort of like cough and splutter for a bit, pull the hacky sack out. As you turn and look towards Gloria, she's taken on this much more demonic appearance, horns sprouting, ah, you, pushing through her skin Ooh. as that's wings that's sprout that's from her back. <laughs> as wings this, sprout from her back, claws perfect. pushing through, cr- crushing her fingernails, and she reaches out this this hand and grabs you by the neck and hoists you up as you fight yourself, oh, sort of talking in a bit of a bit of a strain as she holds you aloft. Still, still works for me. This is what I see you as. Um, oh, this fits tight. She pulls you close and whispers in your ear, This isn't even my final form. And then breaks your neck. <laughs> oh, death. Oh, As you God. suddenly like pull yourself awake again, convinced that, that was it must have been a dream within a dream. You find yourself in front of a, a very grey, long building stretching out before you. And it has across it Grey Bell Orphanage. And you can see, standing in line, dressed in identical, very washed almost monochromatic uniforms are many many other children stretched out in a long line and in front of them is priest in long black robes shaved bald head holding a belt draped over one hand looks down at the rest of the group in line well is anyone else out of line and as he stares around and looks towards you You see you are a child once again, a very small child. You look down at your tiny hands. You're wearing the same clothes as the others. The children all look towards you, fear in their eyes as the priest stomps towards you, easily five feet taller than you as he steps up. Well, Jin, looks like you've been a naughty boy. Parents didn't want you. Family didn't want you. And now you're all mine. And as he whips the belt across his hand, as he whips as he whips the belt across his hand with this crack, fear blossoms within your chest, fear of what is about to happen. And then suddenly, the image sort of shifts and shudders for a moment. And you watch as the priest rewinds in time, walking back a bit. This and as he walks back, and then the image shifts again, shudders, and then replays exactly the same thing you just heard. This time, I'm going to jump in line. Yeah, as you run and quickly jump in line, the priest sort of just looking out and looking at the rest of the children. Where? Any children out of line? No. Inside, grubs. As you begin sort of walking towards, the priest eyes you with this dangerous expression. And as you step inside the hall, you see the rows of beds. Very roughly made, almost like the practice carpentry that would be done by students unsanded splinters coming from every corner sacks full of straw as bedding but sitting on your bed you can see your Anstruth harp repaired looking as you remember it but it's flickering a little bit almost as if it's not fully there I look around I want to see where that um the, the monk is yeah, the, the priest is now standing at the door, guarding it, arms crossed, eyes moving independently, watching the children. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I'm going to sort of look at him, see where he's looking, and then quickly grab my harp and try and cover it up with a blanket. As you grab the harp, the image fades around you as this beautiful, pure chord strums as you grab the harp. And almost like a wave washing away a sandcastle, the the, the house, the, the orphanage, the children around you, these waves of sound ripple and start melting them away into nothingness. And you see standing before you, Jin, a figure, dark-skinned, hair in dreadlocks braided back, smoking, taking a long drag on a thick cigar, wearing a very fine suit with a top hat perched upon his head. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, wow. I know who this is. Get out. Well, I do say. <laughs> there's a fair bit of discord in your laugh, son. Have we met? We have, briefly. I made a little solo appearance at the university when you passed through Palin last. A little jazzy number. Huh. I don't recall... I, I don't remember this, but by saying that, a lot of the time at Palin, I skipped out on a few of the classes and such. And oh no, this wasn't when you were a student there. This was when you were there to meet up with your harpers. Such a boring lot, always playing such melodious music. Why not mix it up a little? Get a bit rough, a bit improvisational. Okay. You, you like a bit of a little... improvisation in your music, don't you, Jin? Oh, I, I love it. Give me a little bit of a... Give me a little bit of a sample. I want to hear this at play. He clicks his fingers, this sort of slow, off-tempo beat. And you hear the sound of a very strange instrument, one you've not heard before. This sort of slow, almost crooning noise. Uh, a saxophone <laughs> cutting through the air around you but he doesn't seem to be playing anything just clicking his fingers to the beat the tempo changes at a moment this feeling of uh, uh, electricity this this music that is alive beating in your head wouldn't you much rather play to a different tune the rhythm of life I'm trying to like sort of like like sort of like click my fingers to yeah. it but like it's I'm struggling to sort of because like every time I'm expecting there to be a beat, suddenly like then it's an offbeat. Yeah, it's an offbeat, and I'm like and sitting like, oh. Can you make me a um, charisma saving throw, please, Jim? <laughs> Fifteen. That's great, actually. Considering you realise that this is working on a a tempo that you've never heard before, a triplet. And you realize that everything is a syncopation, this this movement of dun 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 dun. It's not a it's not a standard beat. There's no music you've ever heard that uses this. And you watch as the figure smiles. This very crocodile smile, flashing these brilliant white teeth. Ah, uh, that's better. I think you've got it in your soul now, baby. You can hear the music. You can feel it. I can I can hear it, but it's there's something weird. What? This is not how I'm used to hearing music. It's so offbeat. This is syncopation, baby. 
and I am Syncope, god of music, god of discord and disharmony. Oh. And, and, but you like that. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. How can you know what harmony is without disharmony? How can you know beauty without chaos? I am the dark to the light. I am the definition. I am entropy. That's, that's fair, actually. I see that. I see that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I get that. Um, just wasn't ready for it. Is all right. Do you, yeah? Do you have many people who are playing like this in, in the material playing? There's a lot of places where you can hear my music. The barrier between life and death, for one. Which is where you seem to be hanging out a lot these days, baby. That's true. Now, what are you doing here? What what has brought you in front of me? I appear before people of great need. People who have the music, but not the rhythm. People who feel it, but don't live it. I heard your call, even if you didn't mean to make it. Oh, okay. Um... Only issue is, it seems like your music has a lot of beats and such. As you can see, I'm not a percussionist or anything like that. To bring out the harp. Get creative play with your too. rhythms. Everything can be an instrument. Your harp. Try banging on the hollow section as you play the chords. Make a percussion Ooh, like with a, your own body. Like a bit of sl- like slap. Bass. Yeah, slap the harp. <laughs> That's it. With the walls of reality so weak here, ah, I can taste this whole new world. That's my slap base. Oh, freak out. 25, it is good. Yeah, with a performance of 25. As, as you play, Jin, you watch as this this creature, this, this being, syncope smiles even deeper. I see you've got it now. You've caught the bug. Go. I won't... Look at this though, right now. I will tell you right now. This is interest. This has intrigued me. Yes, this has opened up a different pl- palette for me. But I have given myself over to someone else before, and it didn't go down so crash hot. So I'm gonna stop I, you I, right there, baby. I'm not interested in little flying monkeys, little slaves to do my bidding. I oh, only want good. people to feel the music. Okay, I can go, I, I can get down with that. You should go enjoy. Seems you're not alone in here, this shared space of the dreaming. Takes a bit of magic to send people to the cognitive realm. But here you are, a place of thought and memory. Bit of fun, isn't it? It, it, it is like almost like a, just a, a room I can just play music and then not worry. It's nice. Pray you don't get though, stuck especially here. Since you wander into the realm between thoughts, a place of what-ifs and have-beens, a realm of inconsequentiality. Not where I plan on staying. Uh, look, don't get me wrong, I'd like to get out of here. I, I do feel... There's something that I I know that is on the edge of something I need to... Somewhere I need to be people that are in my memory, but I can't see their faces. I, I, I need to do something. I as you begin thinking here, of them, to do. as you begin thinking of them, Jin, you hear this cry from above, and as you look up, you see this large black shadow hovering, circling above, and as it dives down and lands before you, 
you can see Yerveth and Shana sitting on the back of Eleanor, but much more draconic looking. Yerveth, Shana, you also see this figure talking to Jin. Hey guys, look, this is um, this guy told me he had a slap pace. Sink. Nice to meet you. Likewise. He's got a music harmony, uh, disharmony, and discord. Shana, as you look down, the eyes open in your shadow, and you oh. hear a voice in your ear. Shana, you need to get out of there. That figure is incredibly dangerous. Shana, you need to get on the back of Eleanor and run for your lives. For more than your lives, Shana, get away from him right now. For the first time uh-huh. in your life, Shana, you hear fear in Varys's voice. Guys, look, I can play slap bass. I just started playing slap bass. <laughs> Jenna, I think we should be making a move. Don't you think? Yeah, very, very important. Oh, yeah, you, got, you guys, I remember you have the Shana. I went through such a weird thing. I, where are we? Where, 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 where do you want to go? Do you not listen I, I to rem- when I speak? You're in the cognitive realm. Please try and keep up. Oh, no, no. Uh, I know that, but I don't know how they got here. Jin, can you, come on, we can finish this um, conversation up on, um, up here, just come on. And she um, even, she's like, look, I've got legs, and she points down to her legs and then like reaches down as if to help Jin up onto Ellen's back. We still have friends to find, Jin. Oh, we're not all here yet. Oh, that's right, we were trying to save the world. So sorry, Syncope, we'll have to have a chat later, I guess. Hold on a minute. Syncope with a sudden darting motion reaches down and grabs Shana's shadow, ripping it free from the ground and holding Varys up by the throat. I thought I sent somebody else here. Varys Nightshade, what are you doing skulking around? Varys kicks his feet and struggles, now fully corporeal. Shana, your shadow is gone, by the way, for the moment. Um, Struggles and, like, beats at this hand. Ah, Syncope. Hello. I've just, um... Just trying to stay away from Hadar, you know how it is. Indeed. Be a real shame if someone was to hand you over, send you into the void where you belong. Syncope, there's no, there's no need for that, please. We, we, can, we can come to some agreement. I'm sure that uh, I could include you in my plans. Varus, you're a snake. I wouldn't trust you as far as I could throw you. Your plans are worthless. You've never succeeded in any of your goals. Why should I trust that you can achieve anything you set your mind to? If anything, I should find which direction you're going and walk the other way. <laughs> yes, quite, quite right, Syncope. In fact, part of my plan was being captured by you right now, so I guess it's going swimmingly then. <laughs> Syncope oh. cocks an eyebrow and looks at him. You're a cheeky bastard, you know that. What are you doing here, Varus? Answer me honestly and I might just let you live. Can Shana interject? Like, just be like, yes. Ah, hey, oh my god, um, yes. Hi, uh, he's, um, I, I'm not sure what he's done in the past, um, and I know for certain that a lot of it, uh, tends to go wrong, um, but right now he is truly trying to help us and has helped us a fair bit, um, can, uh, can we have him back? I mean, we're, we're being in a, a very difficult place um, without his help. And I mean, you know, I know that you said that everything that he does tends to go wrong, but I mean, at least he's trying. 
If you're so attached to your parasite, who am I to excise him? Enjoy your little shadow. Just drops Varys, and Varys sort of like drops to his knees and rubs his hands and looks up at you, Shana, very afraid. Mm. What is this snake helping you with? Um, the exact same thing that you mentioned and some other stuff. Um, we're, we're still trying to avoid the whole Hadar thing. Um, trying. Uh, I, I'm very open to ideas if you have other ideas as well. Um, and then and she sort of glances at Yoth and Jin to sort of gauge their reactions on how much to sort of talk, like sort of like see like how they feel like... Yeah, keep going. I think Jin has wisened up a little bit now. Like he was like, because this guy told him how to slap bass and stuff. So he was sort of like <laughs> riffing with him a little bit. Like he didn't really get any like bad vibes, but he knows Varys. Yes, he's mm. obviously not a follower anymore, but, but like, you know, but now that he's seen the genuine fear and he knew that Varys was way stronger than him, he is definitely now wisened up a little bit more and he's a little bit more on edge now a little bit like yeah he's like it's rocked him a little bit seeing like Varys in such a fragile state so I think I would be sort of looking at you like almost like try like basically play it cool maybe just I, I can't really tell you give us, give us an action that you do like a, a, a movement a body language thing that you do rather than speak unless, you, unless probably, you do speak I probably am a bit more I just have a my facial expressions went from like fun and sort of like carefree to more like guarded and a little grim what does Jin look like right now Jin looks like um, how you a, remember Illyrian like, yeah it looks like oh Illyrian. that's a good point actually no it uh, looks, yeah, looks like know. Illyrian yeah you'd, you'd look like yeah, Illyrian okay. yeah cool um, um yes um yeah Hadar like 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 my friend here said sort of I've sort of in for Jin's idea, like I think it's a good idea. What he's thinking is not to tell anything else. What a shenanigan shit, pretty much. Um, I mean, if you have managed to find Jin here, I'm sure you can feel it. Right, and by opening a portal to the Nether Realms, you're hoping to attract Tadar's attention and pray that Tiamat will face off against him. That's not gonna go your way. Oh, okay. Noted. Thank you so much for that. That wasn't the plan, though. Shut up. Oh, no. Shut up. I don't... I I, I whisper this, like, trying my best to, like, mime, and only so you ever can hear that. (laughs) Please. You have some some sort of arrangement with Hadar? I have no arrangement with Hadar. That thing is mindless. It can't be reasoned with. It's hunger personified. No, but I would be very keen to see what kind of melody Tiamat could play across this realm. That would make sense. You're both beings of discord and chaos. After all. Is the destruction of Hadar not the ultimate chaos? The destruction of Hadar? Baby... I will outlive Hadar. I will step into a new universe when one emerges. You have no idea how old I am. Hadar comes you know? and goes. This isn't the first, the universe. This isn't the second or the third. I have lived through so many eons. 
I will say this though. Every it sounds like you've met and seen Hadar before in other universes, and it's always been sort of the same thing that's happened. Imagine in this universe he lost. Now, imagine the power vacuum that would follow the chaos and the and the um discord. Doesn't that not interest you? So that's what this snake is after. As he looks down at Varys, Varys sort of looks up. Shana, he's no longer afraid. You see this look of resolution in his eyes. And as Syncope goes to sort of bend down and grab Varys again, Varys grabs his arm and tears it off, revealing this like spiraling mass of energy that pours out. Syncope like falls back grabbing at the socket and looks down. You have been absorbing power. You were not this strong when we last spoke. Varys steps up, swinging the arm casually, and smiles, his teeth lengthening, draconic scales moving across his body. You're right. I had a little bit of a sample, a little bit of a feast, courtesy of my friends here. No, Syncope, your plans will not be coming to fruition today. We're not going to be letting uh, Tiamat through the portal. I'll be stepping through instead. Bye-bye. And he throws the arm at Syncope as it cuts through. Syncope explodes into these motes of energy. Music fading out. It's click. Slowly disappearing. Right, well that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Shall we carry on? I think Shana holds... He can't can't fully manifest here. He's not actually here. He can only sort of put through a very... Uh, surface level avatar through the portal so I thought I'd better uh, take advantage of it lull him into a false sense of security and then beat the shit out of him uh-huh. that's it so you did lull him into a, a false sense of security right oh, absolutely it was vital that he thought he was winning plus okay. I never would have found out that he was actually hoping for Tiamat to step through if I hadn't acted a bit you know meek and pathetic it's funny how often people feel the need to explain their plans when they think they've defeated you have you noticed that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you just have to get them monologuing. Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather not let them get that far and end things quickly. But in any case, we should probably head on. Varys, will you be joining us for the rest of the rem- remainder of the journey? Well, I'm bound to Shana, so I guess I'm coming along for the ride. You watch uh, as Varys well. sinks back down into her shadow, disappearing. Well, this is all turning out to be rather interesting then, but I think we I didn't know we were bringing Varys through, though. That, that's yeah. new. That is new, Shana. That is new. Yeah, Shana. <laughs> oh, yes, I am the one that knows everything. <laughs> yeah, Shana, Shana's had that conversation with Lockie, but not with anybody else. <laughs> so true. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so Lockie and Shana yeah. agreed to this plan, but no one else knows. So oh, wait, do they agree to that? They would try and bring the giants first. Giants three Varys. first, then Varys. But if that fails, Varys and Varys and Varys and Varys but we don't. Like, no one actually knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Varys right. said he was going to come through just then. First. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't did. mention that. He didn't say about giants. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't then. <laughs> uh, but we don't know about the giants. We just know about Varys now. I want to get out of the giants because Lucky would have filled you in on it because that's the main plan. Yeah, that's what I mean. So we're sitting there like, oh, I thought it was the giants. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think you guys knew that the if that failed, the plan was to bring through Varus. I don't yeah. think yeah. that was. Um... So Varus almost is like confident that that might actually fail. Yeah. Wow. He wouldn't have agreed to it if he thought it was likely to succeed. But I mean, okay. well, look. 
do you have a better alternative? I'm waiting to hear them. I mean, I, I thought the I thought the whole thing was the giants. Yes, we're going to try that. And if the giants don't come back and Lucky fails, do we, you know, are we to leave the plane to something like syncope? Like, are we better off with the chaos that we know or the chaos that we don't know? Well, we just don't bring anything through. How about, yeah, let's try and close the portal completely. And if so, if we can't, then the giants, and then we'll figure it out from there. How about that? I it by ear. Well, I think we need to continue on then. It seems we've lingered here too long. Yes. So, All yeah, right. I guess we continue. Time to jump just... to Mira. Oh, man, what's that going to be? <laughs> Mira. Hello, friend. How you doing? Oh. Yep. State of dread for last. <laughs> Mira. Yeah. You find yourself standing as the silvery barbs sort of flick away and disappear. You find yourself standing on a volcano. Below you, rock stretches in front of you, parts of it still burning on fire. And as you look into the distance, you can see creatures wheeling through the dark ash clouds above. And as you look around, you recognize part of the landscape. This is Oxenfurt. Or it was, anyway. Before you stretches an expanse of flame and destruction. And as you look down at your hands, you see that there are multiple colors of scales twisting across you, forming these different patterns. Wings growing from your back, forming this, this massive canopy around you. And as you reach up and feel across your head, your, your horns have grown into these long curled appendages your claws much more draconic-like. And you can see down at your feet, bones. One humanoid wrapped in a green cloak, clutching this small draconic skeleton. A long serpent-like body attached to a humanoid torso. A crystal clutched in its hand, skeletal body. A pure white skeleton, partway through morphing into another form. And the rusted, broken remains of a warforged. You can see blood dripping from your clawed hands. And then a voice speaks, thundering from all around you as descending from the clouds the largest dragon you have ever seen. Her form blots out the entire sky, five huge heads swirling and twisting as she lands. And as the heads all look around the destruction, Tiamat speaks to you. Is this what you fear? This is what you think will come to pass, should you let me through? Mira. You know so little. And suddenly, the image shifts and changes around you, forming into dust. As instead, Oxenfurt, the tower is growing and rising in front of you, forming the city that you know and love. Dragons wheel through the sky. The sun peeks over the blue sky and the white clouds filling the air. 
You can see airships moving throughout the sky, dragons wheeling all around. Part of the city of Oxenfurt has grown and changed and is now this massive hold. Dragons flying in and out. This place seems happy. As you look across, you can see people working the fields, humans, elves, halflings working the fields, working the farms and livestock. You can see a number of dragonborn as, uh, dressed in guard armor walking through the city, patrolling, occasionally helping people along their way, pointing out where they need to go. Dragons wheeling high above. All I want is for balance, Mira. Dragons were meant to rule. We are meant to be in charge. Our longevity, our wisdom. We should rule for the good of all. Surely you understand that now? These humans and elves, their lives so short, so limited. They are like children, Mira. They need a parent. They need their mother. But I would not rule alone. You could help me, Mira. You could help show me how this world works. You could advise me. Be my ambassador, Mira. Isn't that what you've worked so hard for? This life of adventure, it's let you see the world and understand it. Now it's time to use that knowledge, Mira. Use it to help me. Help me heal this broken world. And as you turn and look, you see the figure, the massive dragon is now a half-dragon. Dragonborn, same as yourself. A bit taller, almost like Elia when she takes on Dragonborn form. But you can see that every so often the colours of her scales shift and bleed into different colours. Green, then red, then blue, then white, then black. And then the same cycle repeating time and time again as her colour shifts and changes. And as you look down at yourself, you see those coloured scales have formed, rather than these jagged demonic patterns, now these swirling patterns. Very beautiful, almost like mosaic appearance to your scales. And the amulet around your neck, Avazandum, flashes with all the colours of the rainbow. You are so silent, Mira. What are you thinking? I am... I am... torn. Of course. Change is hard. I'm torn between a vision of the future which I held and she looks out at this one. And 
and reality. What is your reality, really? You've given me so many dreams. Things that I've been chasing since, it seems, before I was born. Through my... My blood. But what is real? What are you offering here? You have your words. I know what power words have. But this, these are two dreams. You have many facets. And she looks at each of the heads. Which one was talking to her? The, the, as the colours shift and change, it's all blending into one voice. And she, she doesn't have the five heads in this dragonborn form. They just, the, the colours switch across. And she changes through all the different colours of dragonborn, chromatic dragonborn. Okay, so I don't recognise which. No. Which. Mira, what I am offering is to make reality as you wish it with me. I do not want just this world. This is just one. But this world is a gateway to others. I would have you rule this as my avatar just as I would have other avatars rule the others. You would decide what future you want, if this is the future you want. And as she waves her hands, the landscape burns in a sudden inferno, leaving behind nothing but the ash and desolation that you saw before. Then you can do this, but this would make me sad. This is not what I want. This is what I want. And she waves her hand back. The image shifts again back to the utopia you saw before. I want there to be dragons again, Mira. Real dragons. A world of them. All worlds of them. And of the other races? The ones that toil in the fields? Do they not look happy? Do they not look satisfied? But are they equal? Of course not, because they are not equal. What is the life of a human compared to that of a dragon? A halfling, a gnome? Brief, like a candle. <sighs> Gone. We live for a very long time. Our knowledge grows just as our size does, our wisdom. The shortness of their lives fills them with ambition that you cannot understand. Did you not see what happened in Chiari? Did you not see what happens when our knowledge and our hubris becomes fettered? I see what happens when we are divided, when we are weak. We should not be fighting for who rules us. We should rule all others. There is an alternative. Can I try and like, cause her magic is like my magic. Yeah. Can I try and project an image of what Mira thinks should be? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Know, what do you wanna, think? yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you wanna project? That's cool. Mira wants to project a land where there are dragon, there are riders, where dragons and humanoids live in harmony, oh, where there are 
all the humanoid races and draconic races together. You watch as a look of pure disgust crosses Tiamat's face. Gotcha. No more. You show me a world where you would have us be slaves, bonded to these feeble creatures. What happens when their brief lives comes to an end? We come to an end. I worked very hard to stamp out the Drake Wardens. I will not have them return. Not now. Not Ooh. ever. Ooh, that's juicy. That is juicy. Then I believe our paths must diverge. Ah, oh, my avatar. You do not realize how things work. The scales begin to take on more of that black hue once again. I do not need your cooperation, Mira. Merely your presence. And you have provided that so very helpfully. It was hard to keep it as if we needed you for a sacrifice. I do not need your life. I merely need your power and as she reaches out a hand and grasps at your chest you feel your very life essence pulled into it these swirling chromatic colors pull from you as she reaches in and pulls your magic from you mira you feel your magic removed gone snuffed out in an instant your sorceress origin gone and as she looks at it twists it in her hand she smiles and looks at you well what do you want to do now, Mira? Fight? <laughs> Can I just... <laughs> I'm, I'm still a dragon. Yeah, you are. Yeah, what do you do? Ice, ice breath. Repulsion breath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ice dragon, damn it! Yeah, roll yeah, roll me to attack. Roll me to attack. Roll me to attack. Yeah. Please, 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 please. Um, Let's attack on you, Matt. Let's attack on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, it's a dex saving throw, actually. Oh, 16. thank you. I will make a dexterity saving throw for Tiamat, the uh, mother of dragons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Cool. Ninety-one. Uh, oh, Ninety-one. Um, oh, that's a sixteen. That's a fail. No, that's a oh. pass. It's a pass. Oh, I'm it's so pass. sorry. This is sixteen. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no! As you breathe out this ice breath. The scales switch to white and it just washes over as she like brushes the frost off her shoulders, sort of stretches her wings as the ice crackles off. She smiles. <laughs> oh, Do I speak medallion? Yeah, still around your neck. Do I feel anything? Do I still feel a connection? As you reach out and try and push into it? Yes, Mira. There's something there. Can I activate it with my sorcery points? As you go to push, you know that your magic is gone. Your sorcery points have been... There's, you're not a sorcerer anymore. She has ripped the magic from you. And yet, she can't take what is yours. It's not her magic. It's your magic. Just because, just because you have the blood of Tiamat does not mean you are her. And with that knowledge, with that that conscious decision and probably for the first time Mira 
claiming your origin, claiming your ancestry as an avatar of Tiamat, and knowing that that doesn't mean you have to be her or serve her or do her will. Claiming that origin. The magic in her hand just dissolves into nothingness, just goes out. She turns sort of confused and looks back at you as the amulet begins to glow and you feel all of your magic rushing back through you. And then some. As the energy begins filling you up, your eyes begin glowing, the patterns of different colored scales across your silver body swirling and moving, almost like um, that of a, um, uh, what's what I'm looking for? That of a, um, oh, this is such a cool moment. I'm ruining it by not remembering the name of a type of squid. Cuttlefish, like that of a cuttlefish. You know, they swipe the patterns across their body. They can change the colors of their, yeah. This sort of like moving, um, almost like a Rorschach of colors across your, across your chest, the Rorschach patterns of scales. And as you pull the magic in, Tiamat growls softly under her breath. Ah, no matter. This is but a dream. Soon you will wake, and I will step through. I don't care how long it takes, Mira. I will make you bow before me and serve. Or I will find another willing to take up the power. But suddenly she seems so small before you. What do you do? I look down and I say, I pity your weakness. I pity that your leadership does not extend to including others who will always know more and feel more than you. You watch. I will see you in your dreams. You watch, Mira, as Tiamat's form shrinks down, her scales changing to silver with a patch of red down one side. And you see standing before you, yourself. mirroring your movements as you look at her. What do you say? What do you do? Mira? Tiamat? Look back away. Look down. Backs away and looks down. Mira, your scales are still the multicolored form, the large wings on your back, the claws in place. And you feel powerful. You feel like you could accomplish anything. And that you should. This power is yours. You should use it. You see Mira standing before you looking scared. Unsure. I look around. Where are the others? Are you alone? You killed them. You killed my friends. Why? Why did it have to come to this? This... This isn't right. Can I still mirror? Can I still, like, do the actions? Yeah, as you move, mirrors sort of half mirroring you, yeah. Can I... Can I reach out? Can I reach out to her? 
yeah, you reach out, she does the same to you, but she looks confused and scared. We need to share this. She's going to try and resist that power and put one red claw in the silver one. As you do, you feel some of the energy shifting through into the, the other mirror. And you watch as you both shift and change the silver scales, the patterns of the other three colors, the other four colors, I should say, but much smaller, no longer taking over your whole body, just these little spirals on one shoulder. Your hand's still red, but the other, other three colors forming almost like tattoos of spiraling scales across your, your right shoulder, the side that doesn't have the red. And then as you watch and hold the hand, suddenly you're pressing your hand against a smooth glass mirror. And as you take your hand away, you see it's just your reflection. A hall stands before you, dark. Rows of mirrors all around, showing different facets of yourself, different versions of yourself. Everyone you've ever been and everyone you ever could become. One of the mirrors stands, one of the mirrors in the mirror, stands as a politician, leading Chiari as its leader, guiding it to a new state, a new form of government. Another stayed with Elliot, stayed as her ambassador, never traveled the world. Another one ran away with Langdodrosa as a child, traveling across the land as an adventurer from a very young age. All of these are you, and yet none of them are as well. And you know that who you are is the path you've taken. And with that knowledge, each of the mirrors begins to crack and shatter, falling into dust around you. One of them showing you as the ruler of Nostea, standing atop a pile of bones across an empty landscape, just shatters into dust. Another one riding Tiamat through a tear in space and time, assaulting this twirling, swirling mass of darkness shatters into nothingness. And as the last mirror shatters, you see a black drake with three figures riding atop it. Shana, Yerveth, and Jin. And as you see them, suddenly, you find yourself blinking and gasping awake, lying on the stone floor of a massive chamber. We're going to jump to Loki while all this has been going on. Oh, yeah. Loki. 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 You watch as all of your friends just drop again, like puppets with their strings cut, just falling limp. Standing before you, Severin smiles. (laughs) You're not going to like this next part, Warforged, as he stares at you. Uh, Loki, I'm going to throw you into initiative, and Severin is going to be initiative. Oh, Loki, you got this. Just All right, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe to click on your token. Right. Uh, no idea what I'm going to do, but let's do it. I oh, just need to delete all the uh, extraneous. Why are all these here? Lucky, what was your 13? 13. Brilliant. Alrighty. Um, I will add. Oh, I deleted several. Alrighty. Lucky. Mm. Uh, you are going first, just. 
<laughs> 12 for Severin, 13 Damn. for Lucky for initiative. Lucky, <laughs> what do you do? Alright, so he's, he's looking fit to cast a spell, isn't he? You just see Severin smiling, this very evil smile as he looks at you. Um, his hands sort of now empty of the silver dust that he threw out earlier. Alright, alright, alright. just a second, I think. Mm, no. Um, alright, what he'll do, <laughs> what he'll do is, um,. Mace's come up and he's got his shield and he's going to start facing forward and then he's going to move to this move over to this side over here so yeah so lucky he, you'd be sort of moving around to the right staying far away from the portal and the, the yeah, zone yeah. Of, of exclusion and he's, he's holding Severin's eye and he's yep. just kind of like tapping his shield with the mace as it goes nice. over uh, any actions or bonus actions, or just the movement? Um, I'm gonna bonus action for the shoot, for the, um, the 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 wind up shield. Yep. But that's about it. What he's gonna do is he's be like, you know, the problem is you've put five people, you've put four very powerful people down. It doesn't last very long, my friend. The only thing that's gonna last shorter is your life. Oh, what a zinger Severin, Severin just sort of shrugs I don't need them to be down for a long time Lockie I just need them to be down for long enough for us to finish the first part of the ritual but if you want to uh, take me on by yourself I wish you all the luck in the world and Severin steps through the edge of this exclusion zone walking towards you just very calmly as he walks oh. up he then reaches down, summons a small moat of fire in his hand, oh. and then just yeah. flings it casually. Oh no. As the moat of fire flies towards you, Loki, I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity saving throw as it grows larger and larger. And then as it strikes into the ground in front of you, you see this explosion of flame around you. Okay. 19. That is a pass. <laughs> <laughs> You're only going to take half damage from this. That is very nice. 19 is good. Um, so as he casts his flaming orb, oh, no. uh, yeah, flaming orb, that is going to be half damage uh, as this is a special version of flaming orb. Normally it's a spell attack. There's a special version of it. That is going to be 18 points of fire damage as it explodes across you. The flames burning through and starting to... Um, seep into the metal. As, as your metal body begins to heat up, Loki, with this flame, the core inside of you ticks. Just once as the heat begins to, to warm you and fill your, your body with energy. Actually, I have an Absorb Elements amulet. Doing reaction. That's a reaction. Yeah. Did you want to do Absorb Elements as a reaction? Because he did, he did hit you with something. Yeah, yeah, I think I will actually. Yeah, okay. Um, absorb elements means you take half damage. So that's 18 down to 9. Yep. And it you can now. Oops, sorry, no, you. you. It, it, it doesn't get through the um, the health shield. Temperature, temperature points. Yeah, the temperature points. Brilliant. Lucky, as the flames sort of swarm around you, 
threatening to sort of burn you, you just concentrate, focus, and then cast absorb elements. And then the flames just get pulled inside of you and the core inside of you, rather than just that single tick, this hiss of seeming. You're going to have to do better than that. Uh, amazing. <laughs> As Severin sort of looks a bit confused, looks down at his hand and looks at you again, Lockie, a bit surprised that you're up. He sort of clicks his tongue. <sighs> oh, well. There's always another. That's his full turn. Um, mm-hmm. Lockie, it's back to you. Right. <laughs> I think I'm just going to charge him. Yeah. Yeah, seems like the way to go. So um, so he, he's, he's going to start charging forwards. He's going to pop his mace back so it's out of his hand, and then he's going to fire up his um, uh, his electric. <laughs> Let me show you my favourite element. Science. Yeah. And then I'm going to hit him with my thunder gauntlets twice. My favourite <laughs> element is on the table. Uh, the elemental chart. Just... <laughs> <laughs> um, is that 24 to hit and 20 to hit? Yeah. They're both going to hit. Um, no. Severin might need to shield this. <laughs> uh, no, even if he does, they're both still going to hit. Uh, no, sorry. The the 24 will still hit. No, nah, look, he won't, he'll save the spell slot. He won't, he won't shield. Um, 11 and 10 damage. Yep. Wow. Uh, Lockie, as you just pummel into Severin, like, probably at this point you're feeling quite, I'm guessing, angry, quite uh, energised, quite um, frustrated? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a Doom music moment. <laughs> okay. I don't have the Doom music on account of it's copyrighted, but I do have... Um, here we go. Let's put on... That's not Doom enough. Let's do this one. Here we go. This one's pretty good. There we go. Um, yeah, as you, as you rush up, you just begin pummeling into him, the lightning crackling across him. Severin sort of stumbles back in alarm, not kind of expecting this sudden assault. Any bonus actions, Lucky? Um, I'm in a bonus action for another health shield, I think. Back up to 13. Yeah. Alrighty. Anything else on your turn, Lucky? Um, no, that's it. Alrighty. Uh, next up is Severin in combat. Um, let's go, here we go. I, want, I want some epic music for Loki's fight just by himself as he 1v1s <laughs> the leader of the Cult of the Dragons. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. The whole premise of tonight was like, oh, you're going up against a god, and so far it's just it's just Loki and Severin just one v Loki just duking it out with Severin. Um, Severin doesn't like being in... Um, such close proximity, uh, close proximity to you, Loki. Um, you watch as he just explodes into flame and teleports using a fiery teleport. Um, he is going to teleport to the edge of the uh, portal as he just disappears and explodes in flames to the edge of the portal, and then just what steps I... back. Th- Wait, sorry. Oh, oh, oh sorry. yeah. What you if, no, you go. Would it be an attack of opportunity? Uh, no, because no, it's a teleportation. It's like misty step. It's force movement. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as he teleports to the side and then just steps into the bubble and looks at you. You hit a bit harder than I was expecting. Plus, your friends seem to be waking up. No you matter. You ran a bit earlier than I expected. <laughs> so Lockie, could you, Lockie, could you roll me a d4, please? <laughs> he 
takes one point of psychic damage from that. <laughs> as, as like the mages around kind of look at Severin as if like, what are you doing, you little baby? Um, <laughs> Severin sort of like looks at them, keep going with the ritual. No matter. You'll find yourselves in a, well, my plan succeeded regardless. You were distracted long enough for the mages to continue their work. You've now got to deal with the heads of Tiamat coming through. And you watch Lockie is over towards the left. The white portal begins spinning faster and faster. And you watch as a white dragon head pushes out from inside, roaring this defiant roar. And you see this long sinewy head, white scales burning, this frost coalescing in its mouth. As it reaches out, looks down at the mage and throws it up in the air, chomps down, and the mage is just immediately eaten by this thing. Oh, oh. Cool. Well, (laughs) maybe. Um, The dragon head roars and stares towards you. Lockie, as you turn and look behind you, you see your companion sort of slowly coming to the dream sequences being uh, a lot longer when unconscious than they were when they're awake. You sort of see your companions sort of rubbing their eyes and standing up. Lockie, as you're still, as you've moved even a little bit closer to the portal here, and another portal has opened, your core begins to make some additional sort of like clockwork noises, and you feel this pull within you, this feeling of connection. Something very strange, something you've not felt for a very, very long time. Alrighty. As all of you begin waking up, I'm going to have you all jump into initiative order, please. And I will roll for the white head of Tiamat. Twenty for the white head. That is a natural twenty for initiative. Lucky I'm not using it up now. Brilliant. Alrighty, so we've got Severin on 12, Jin on 24, the white head of Tiamat on 20, Yerveth on 18, Loki on 13. Mira, did you click I'm your sorry, token? I clicked my character. Did you click your token, guys? I did. I clicked my character. Uh, yes. Shana, yours was 20 unnatural. Mira, yours was 17 unnatural. Brilliant. Uh, alrighty, we're going to go from the very top of the round. Jin, you are the first to act. As you shake yourself awake, you Ooh. are lying prone. Okay, I pick myself up. Um, with my mount, mm-hmm. when does it move? Uh, I believe in the Find Greater Steed, it specifies that it moves on your turn. Find Greater Steed. Let's have a quick look. Have a look. It's been a while since I had to do Find Greater Steed. Um, here we go. Um... You control the mount in combat. While the mount is within one mile of you, you communicate it telepathically. While mounted on it, you can make any spell that casts a target. Um, yeah, so instead of your movement, I believe you can use the mount's movement. Let's see. I'm going to have to look up mounted movement 5e because we haven't... Do- Once during your move, you can mount a creature that is within five feet of you. Doing so costs an amount of movement equal to half your movement. So you could use your, you're already next to your creature, so you could do half your movement, stand up, half to jump on. Um, And then to actually move and control, um, your mount moves and you don't, and you can take one of just three actions. Dash gets you more movement. Disengage lets you move without provoking opportunity attacks and your mount can dodge at any time. You don't need to dash or disengage. 
Okay, well, I'm going to use all my movement to stand up and then jump on my mount. Yep. Um. Now, this head. Ooh. Now, I've had a, a, a bit of a funny sort of take with charm spells. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna move. I'm gonna jump on my my mount. And I'm gonna move like maybe like here. We have 60 feet movement, like yep. with flying. So I'm gonna fly up maybe like 30, 40 feet in the air at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. So I'll sort of go upwards in a trajectory. Yeah, the, the roof. It, the roof stretches high above you, 100, 200 feet. It's it's huge. This cabin. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself. I can't control the mount. I can only move myself. So I guess I'll be like here. Yep. Um. Oh, do you not have control of your man? Not currently. Oh, sorry. I'll give it to you right now. It's all right. Uh, there you go. You should have control now. Cool. I'll just put it next to me. Um. Okay. So. The mic just fell off. That's okay. As, as, so as you jump on your mount, for podcast listeners, as you jump on your mount, you begin rushing away from the white head towards the southern portal, which is the blue portal. The mage standing in front of it focused fully on his task of opening this portal. You can see that it is swirling faster and faster, Jin. Um, all right, so... Whew. Can I do a quick check to see if charm spells would actually work this time? Is that possible? Uh, I... Uh, you... I don't know how you'd know that. <laughs> yeah, Without, I don't know because like, I don't want to. Because like, I've had. I'll I'll I've say now that you've you've noticed that a lot of the members of the cult of the dragon seem to be strangely resistant to charm effects. I'll say that you have noticed that. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I dispel the magic circle? You can try to. Of course you can. Yeah, of course you can try and do Dispel Magic. All right. I'm going to try and do a Dispel Magic on this circle down here. Yes. Brilliant. What level do you cast Dispel Magic? I'm going to do a fifth level. All righty. What was that? Sorry, Claire? Oh, is it a circle? I thought they were just mages. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, like a, there's a circle around the feet and then the mages in the center of this circle doing... Um, yeah. Uh, alrighty. Actually, you, actually, yeah. Any spell of third level or ends for each spell of or higher than the target. Oh, so you'd actually need to cast it as a higher spell level. It looks like um, it's just the DC equals ten plus the spell's level. Um, so, can you make me an ability check using your spell casting ability, please? Alright. So this is obviously a higher, higher than fifth level spell. Uh, it, so you don't need to worry about so that it doesn't look like the spell level actually oh you automatically in the effects of the target spells are equal to yeah so yes it is higher than 5th level yes it is the spell okay. they're casting is much higher than 5th level yes so alright so the DC equals 10 plus the spell's, plus the spell's level. level yep alright okay so I guess so this is just like a flat like a spell attack roll. basically you can do yeah so just just roll it as a spell attack because that'll be um 20 a, a d20 plus your spell casting modifier so you can just do it as like a spell attack like an eldritch blast or something like that is that right it's actually in a yeah it's an ability ability check using a spell casting ability yep so would i still get proficiency at that um no, you wouldn't, because it's just an ability check. So no, you wouldn't get your proficiency. Yeah, so then my just a d20 plus your spellcasting modifier. Yeah. 
my jack of all trades does affect this. So a plus five proficiency bonus. Is that round up or down? Uh, it always rounds down for D and D. All right, so it's two. So two. plus two, um, and then plus five. So it's a plus seven. Roll D twenty. Let's see how you go. That's a four plus seven. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. As you cast this magic, Jin, as you focus and throw this magic out, you watch as the mage turns around in horror. The magic circle at his feet just fizzling away to nothing. And as it does so, the portal begins to grow out of control. You watch as it grows larger and larger. And the mage is obliterated as this thing grows and sucks him. And you watch as he is just disintegrated. Emerging from inside the portal, you see this blue draconic head trying to push free but the magic is unstable and you watch as the scales begin to get pulled off it, burning away as the creature is hurt. Could you please roll me uh, 3d10? Yes. Nice. 21. 21. Uh, this creature, the, the blue head of Tiamat, which has just entered, takes 21 points of damage from the uh, unstable portal. <laughs> Alrighty, um, I better roll for the blue head of Tiamat as well to bring it into the initiative. But yeah, that was brilliant. And every turn it stays in this thing, it's going to take more damage. Three. Oh, brilliant. It's okay. right at the very end. Jin, anything else on your turn? Um, I do have a bonus action, so... Okay, so I've used, I've used a spell, so I can't do any bonus action spells. I do have bardic inspirations though, so... While Jin's thinking, Shana, make sure you've got your turn ready to rock and roll and know what you're doing. I know it's Eldritch Blast, but I should ask just in case. <laughs> <laughs> For podcast listeners, Shana went, What? <laughs> Did I do that? Um, Always. Mira's at the center of all this, so I'm going to give the bardic inspiration to Mira. Okay. Uh, you've already got a Bardic Inspiration marked on your token because I forgot to take it off you last time. So perfect. You've got your Bardic Inspiration. Brilliant. Shana, we pass over to you. All right. So she's going to initially see if she can get within 120 feet. I don't think I can make it. No, it's just too far. Um, in that case, she's going to hop down and go her full movement. Um, so six squares. Um, so I'm just going to zoom in. Uh, oh, that's not moving. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> I guess. Yep. Um, and then instead is going to fire off her Eldritch Blast at the... Um, the head that's trying to come through the portal. Oh, the blue head, brilliant! Yeah. So, Sean, as you run towards Jin on the back of his uh, on the back of his mount, you look down and see this chaotic portal opening up. The blue dragon head emerging through, screaming in pain as it is partly disintegrated by this thing. And you just focus and fire out these blasts of energy. That's twenty-seven, a twenty-seven, and a twenty-eight. That is three hits. Nice. Um, holy nice. shit! Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I Please. wish the knockback would have uh, affected it, but... Uh, uh, who says it doesn't? Too large. Oh, uh, you do. <laughs> because of the um, the size difference thing, but... We'll see what happens as you oh, fire in huge tries. amounts of energy. 14, 15, <laughs> and 15. Oh, my wow. goodness. Huge. Actually, if it actually does get moved, I wonder how that works, because it's coming through the portal. It, 
Exactly. exactly oh, that could right. be messy. Yep, exactly right. 30 feet knockback. 30 feet? Okay. Um, is that enough to trigger? Yes, it is. Brilliant. As, as you fire through these three beams of Eldritch Blast, they strike into this head, sort of striking it back as it drops a little bit further into the portal. You can see that now only the tip of the snout is emerging. It's not knocked back the full 30 feet, but as these, these endless blows of Eldritch Blast strike up against it, it begins sort of falling back into the portal. As it does so, the portal begins collapsing in on itself. It's still <gasps> open. The dragon is still there, but it's looking it's like it's not going to be there much yep, longer. Right. I, as a bonus action, I'm going to burn some sorcery points and hit her with another three. Yes. Oh my god. Okay, so that's Ooh, a quickened, quickened. No, uh, it'd be yeah, quickened spell to do another cantrip, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 15's not going to hit, unfortunately, for the first hit. Natural 20 for 32 Natural is. 20. And 26 Yay. is going to hit. Baby, oh, that's good. No. Okay, roll me for the first attack for the crit, and we'll do the critical damage first. Damage number one. 12 damage, and then we double the dice damage. That's another. Oh, not double the dice damage, then we add another d10 on top of that. So that's 22 for that damage. Uh, and then this is the other damage. 12 again. Nice. Easy peasy. And this time it's just a flat 12. Um, 14. 14. Let's have a look. Okay. Oh, and another 20 feet knockback. Yeah. So as the dragon sort of falls back, the blue head falls back into the portal as it closes around. It's not quite enough to fully close, but you can see the portal is now beginning to shrink around this thing. I'll actually shrink it down so you can see it. The portal actually begins to shrink around the head. So it's now only just present in the center. Perfect. Alrighty, Shana, anything else on your turn? She probably yells out something along the lines of, it's like, I'm not useless! <laughs> no. <Aww. laughs> Amazing. The white head. As the dragon, this, this white dragon head roars, pushing through the gap in reality, this, this opened hole, it looks down on all of you. And then it is going to spray this icy wind that flows across. So it's going to be in a line that is 120 feet. Let me see how many of you it can hit. I don't think it's very many of you. It's just me. 120. Yep. That's nice. Shana, Jin, Or it could go for Yerva and Mira. Yeah, you're up in the air. That's true. Go for kind of Loki and Shana. It's probably going to go for Mira and Yerveth in that case. Yeah, it's going to go for Mira and Yerveth in that case. Alright, Mira and Yerveth, I need you to... Hello? I need you to both make me um, constitution saving throws as this bolt of ice out of its mouth, burning through the air, freezing everything it touches. 17 for Mira. Mm -hmm. 20 for Yerveth. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, that's actually... One pass, one fail. Mira, you actually fail this. Yerveth, I, you pass. I will also use um, a reaction to cast uh, Absorb Elements as Brilliant. well. Brilliant. Yerveth, as the ice bur- burns towards you, you watch as Eleanor changes to white drake form as the ice <laughs> pulls into yourself and you like f- 
fill yourself with this frost energy, Eleanor changes form and your eyes turn white as an additional effect of Absorb Element seems to have been unlocked for you as Eleanor takes on the element that you are attacked with, with Absorb Elements. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, so so the reaction, so you get, so you're resistant already, so you take half damage and then you take half damage again for Absorb Elements, uh, which is just as well um, because full damage would have been 57 points of damage. Just leaving it clear, you do have Bardic Inspiration. And I'm also resistant. And to she's cold. resistant to cold damage because she's a silver dragon. So it's totally up to you how you want to take it. Yeah, I might use that body inspiration though to increase my um because yeah yeah i'll go a quarter if I so 50 so 57 halved is 26.5 so 26 points of damage for half um yerva then halves that again for 13 points of damage with the resistance using absorb elements mira you take 26 points of damage oh unless you wanted to bardic inspiration yeah what is it again Jared? d8 it i think at the moment um, it is a d10 it is a d10. d10 it is d10 now yeah okay cool. yes eight so, plus you pass so that's half damage again so you take 13 points of damage as well as the nice. cold sweeps across you, just I mean, the cold never bothered you anyway, Mira. It's... Oh. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Come on. It's it's I'm not apologizing, stream. Uh, that's the white dragon's head go. Yerveth, you're up next. Oh, all right. So I sort of observed what happened with the blue dragon head, realizing that you know, maybe that's the best way. Um, yeah, it's going to line up a shot on the next hole, uh, which is going to be the green one, I believe. Yeah, kill this dude. Yeah, I'm going to kill this guy. Shoot him in the head. So bonus action Hunter's Mark on the on the priest and all this guy, of this mage. Uh, and then he's just going to shoot. He's just going to shoot. Brilliant. He's going to shoot. Roll me some damage as Yerva sort of rushes towards the uh, the edge of the plateau, looking down, and yeah. then the edge of the edge of the corridor, and then just unleashes these arrows. Uh, please, that's a shot. That's a shot. Thirty-three. Uh, um, that'll just hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ember shard bow. Sixteen piercing damage plus three fire damage plus eight sneak attack because you will get all three. Yep. And I'll do another shot. This one will be... I'm going to use my sharpshooter as well on the okay. second shot. So... 33 again. 28. Uh, 28. Yeah, 28. That's still going to hit. Nice. Holy hell. 17. And you still get the fire damage for one. I, do you get the sneak attack with... No. Just once. Cool, cool. Just but I'll get the, I get the plus 10 as well from the... Um, Sharpshooter. Yes. That's one plus and, ten. And uh, they're both hunters' marks, so I'll roll a uh, yeah. Two d six for each. Eleven. Wow, eleven damage. Nice, amazing. Um, holy shit! Uh, you watch as this dragon, this dragon head is covered in these brutal cuts and burns as the arrows fly out of your bow and explode into flame. They don't just cut through and pierce, they explode on the dragon's face, almost like a secondary charge. Scales blown off its face, and you can see this dragon head shivering with rage as it turns its eyes towards you, Yerveth and Shana. Nice. Alrighty. Anything else on your turn, Yerveth? Uh, this is the blue dragon? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, duck behind a corner here. I'm gonna uh, uh, <laughs> poopy my pets and. Uh... <laughs> Really? Um, I believe we pass over to Mira in that case. Okay. Um, so 
this guy is still up, right? This guy. Blue dragon is still up. Barely. Uh, oh, no. Are we going to this mage? Oh, the mage? Um, the one who was summoning the white dragon was eaten by it. The one who was summoning the blue dragon uh, was destroyed by the portal. There's still a mage summoning the green portal, a mage with the black portal, and a mage up to the north with the red portal. Okay. Um, all right. 200. Yeah. All right. I'm going to... I'm going to try and get this mage, because why not? Ooh, okay. Uh, is a distance spell sorcery point to do distance spell doubles the range of my firebolt from 120 to 240 feet so i'll be able to get him Ooh, nice yeah amazing uh, what do you cast firebolt firebolt already fireball or firebolt firebolt 26 firebolt. To hit. 26 will hit the mage absolutely 12 plus 5 17 points of 17 points of fire damage. Um, as the firebolt burns into the mage, I better make a concentration check to see if he maintains the spell. Yes. What was your total damage? 17? 17. 15. <laughs> as the nope. fire burns into the mage's nope. back, he's just he just was not prepared for this, or they were not prepared for this. As the fire burns into their back, you see a, um, a dragonborn... The, the robes burn off her as she drops to the ground, screaming. The circle at her feet, the magic circle, just disappears. And you watch as the portal begins growing, control no longer being maintained on holding the green portal in place. Same as the blue portal, it expands rapidly, the mage just being swallowed by it and disintegrated as they look up and just turn into dust as this, the portal just absorbs them and eats them whole. Flashback to my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Emerging from within the portal, you see a green dragon head push its way through this rend in space. However, the portal being unstable, it begins to tear away at its scales as well. I'd like you to roll me 2d10, please, Mira. 2d10. 7. 7. That's how much damage it takes, and it's going to take 2d10 every single time it uh, spends its turn inside this portal. <laughs> so, not bad. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I will make then sure. Then you're going to run away. Then you're going to run away. Yeah. When you run away, there's not really many places you can run away to. Just no, there. Really. <laughs> Just um, there. I also better roll for the green head of Tiamat that has now been brought through, as you are now bringing through each of the heads of Tiamat one at a time. Mm. Um... Wait, wasn't the last one 3d10? Oh, did I say 2d10 that time? Yeah. It's 3d10. Yeah, Please draw me an extra d10. Thank you. Thank you, oh. Michael. Keeping me honest. Sorry, I did mean 3d10. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's done. Nice. Alrighty, I'll add an extra nine damage. Just... We've been we've been raided by the lovely Mims crew. I want to give them a shout out. Go and check out Mims. They run an awesome, awesome campaign. Um, they're doing a bit of like a investigation style mystery at the moment, and they've had a chase scene tonight, which is one of my favorite Ooh, things in the world. Is good. Yeah, Matonia <laughs> Blues is the campaign. Go check them out. Much love to uh, to the Mims crew. Love them. Uh, I'll add that extra ten. Sorry, extra nine damage. Alrighty, and Mira then scuttles back uh, around the corner, <laughs> out of the way. Um, the green head gets its go next. It roars in pain and agony. Um, Mira, uh, as it is the beginning of its turn, I need you to roll me another 3d10, please. 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's rough for it. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Hey, this is oh, five, oh ten, gosh. and ten. Twenty-five damage. Jesus. By Bahamut. Uh, the portal begins just tearing the scales off this thing, and you watch as the skin underneath is dissolved by this portal. The dragon roars in pain and anger, and as it looks towards you, Mira, <laughs> rage in its eyes, uh, it throws this glob of oh. acid up over the top. Now, I'm not sure if this is going to be able to reach you or if it's just going to fall a little bit short. Let's see. 200 feet. Oh, it's not far enough. So it's going to have to go for 150 and it's got a range of 20. So if it goes there, it can just... No, oh. it can't hit any of you. It's going to There's aim for Jin because he's up in the air. No, nah, it's going to aim for Jin because he's up in the air. Yeah, 155. Yeah, it'll, it'll aim for you up in the air. So it's going to throw this globe of acid that explodes in the air, Jin, above you. Uh, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw on the back of your feed rev as you twist and turn, trying to avoid this massive glob of acid. Oh, no, sorry, constitution saving throw. Sorry, con save, con save. Not dex. So I know this is... Um, could could I make it a dex saving throw because I'm in the air, like, maneuvering around to it's, it? It's more, it's more as the acid explodes outwards. It's more the gas from the acid that is poisonous. The it's, it's less of the acid touching your skin burning you as it is the poison that this thing lets out because it is poison damage. That it's doing. Yeah, I, just, I guess it's just a bit different for like just in my th thinking because when you're up in the air, it's like because it it's like a singular blob. The oh, as, as the acid flies it? through, it vaporizes and expands into this cloud of poison okay. around you. Yeah, so it, it is a poison breath is the is what a green dragon has. All right. I'm just texturing it, making it like... 19. 19 is a pass. Yep, 19 is a pass. Uh, you only take half damage from this, just as well, because I rolled really well. Um, out of the d6s that I rolled, three of them were six. Um, you would have been about to take 53 points of poison damage. That is halved to 26. I still have absorb element spell crystals. Mm. Is, is poison an element? I guess it is. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed, it is. Indeed, indeed actually, it is. Yeah, I guess it does actually absorb elements. Stay it's number four on my table. Yeah, it does absorb elements. Does work. I'm pretty sure with um with poison. Cool. So I'll pop one of them as well, and I'll take half uh, quarter. Quarter down. So from twenty six down to thirteen. Sweet. Oh, I've been I've been told that I have an audible.com star voice. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a very good audible.com. Subscribe now, 20% off. I, we're not sponsored by Audible, and it's probably not 20% off, don't believe me. Um, I'm full of shit. <laughs> it's definitely not true. Look, it'd be one of my dreams to do like a, an a audiobook, um, audiobook run-through. Um, I've got a, one, of my, one of my new nieces loves story time, and so I've been doing all of the Dr. Zeus with like my full range of D&D &D voices, and oh. uh, <laughs> it's been intense, but she likes it, so. You got one fish, blue fish yet? No, we did. We did other places you'll go. And I was like, and though you walk down streets with no end in sight, you'll find yourself with an awful fright. <laughs> like doing the full like, she loved it. Uh, awesome, Jin. So yeah, you take only thirteen points of damage from that. Brilliant. That is the green dragon's entire go. Lucky. I will let you know as well. I have one last um, spell uh, absorb elements crystal. That's your last absorb. Oh, yeah, brilliant. You got one more absorb elements like, crystal. I have like. Way, hey, they they have done they have done you well those absorb element crystals they have, they have. really they have saved your bacon a number of times, um, Lockie, it's your go, buddy. 
Alrighty. Um, well, his friends seem to have everything in hand at this point. So he's going to wander up to the um, the edge of where this where the, where the where the edge of the um of the spheres, where the edge of the shield is. Yep. And just sort of try and test the boundary and see what's going on there. Yeah, Lockie, as you move up to the edge of this dome of force around the main central portal, you press your hand against it, you feel it vibrating, and that vibration matches the vibrations of your core. Sorry, just caught a sneeze there. That was well-timed. Um, Lockie, the, the, the portal beyond this thing, beyond the edge of this dome of force, you can almost hear a single tone of music, a voice calling out across, across the stars, across the astral space. This female voice, soft, calling you. But muffled, hidden behind this dome of force. Okay, ju- just to remind me, above game, I can't. Can I cast through a dome of force? I can't. Can I? I don't believe so. And I can't step into it. You, as you, as you press your hand against it, it's a solid wall for you. However, oh, I've just had. I think I've had the same thought you've just had. Well, I, I don't know. You, 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 you go, you go. No, 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 no. I'm the dungeon master. I'm not supposed to tell you like <laughs> ways that I've thought around my own stuff. I'm not, I'm not supposed to share like my own like faults in my, my things. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. I do all the time, but I'm not supposed to. I got told off for it. <laughs> I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if we've had the same thought, but I think I've had a, a thought. I was going to say this, but I'm so excited. Please. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm excited. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if this is even going to work. But if I stand next to this wall of force. Yes. And cast around myself through the wall of force. So it takes up a bubble through. Odaluke's resilient sphere. (laughs) Can I create a little to get myself through? Are you going to like. I know what he's doing. Yeah. Way in, basically. You're gonna pie chart your way in. Yeah. Because. And he's gonna start beating up all the mages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Will so that also, work? Will that even work? So what he's gonna do is he's going to pull out a um a little trinket from somewhere, and it's gonna start to play a little song, and it was the song that when his charge was little and she'll need to fall asleep it was her lullaby song and with that he will use the um the strains of the song and cast a little resilient sphere try and burst himself lucky you bastard you watch as you cast Otaluk's resilient sphere around yourself, calling upon this connection to your inventor, your creator, and your ward, who you were to look after and protect, hearing her voice beyond the edge of this portal. As you cast the spell, 
the sphere emerges around you and cuts through the wall of force, creating a little opening. Yeah. Dome-shaped opening that you can pass through. I, I've had a look through both Wall of Force and Otolux Resilient Sphere. I think this is a huge oversight that would allow things to push through. Um, it's immune to damage. They can't be pushed through. And with Wall of Force, um, it's immune to spell effects casting through it. You're not casting a spell effect through it. You're casting another Wall of Force that is going to merge with this force. Because it is force as well. It's all force. And it's making. it's basically added like a little bubble to the edge of the initial Dome of Force. There's no reason why that wouldn't work that I can read. Um, rule of cool. I'm going to rule that that is what happens. Uh, this tiny little bubble of resilient sphere just extends the wall of force outwards by just a touch. Loki, you are able to access the inside. As you do so, Severin oh, looks at you with great concern. <laughs> that is so juicy. That's not possible. What? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> I have a bonus action. You have a bonus action. Oh, what am I going to do? I can't do much of a bonus action. Can I lean on you a little bit and say that I encompass that mage inside the dome? Uh, how big's the... 20, 20 foot. foot? 30 feet, right? You know, how big's I mean, the, how big's the dome? 30 feet range, like, to, to cast it, but I think it does say... 30 feet. Oh no, it uh, encloses a creature or object. If large tiles are smaller within range. So it's just you it encloses. So it's just me. It's just yeah. me. Okay. Just that's you. Fine. Cool. Just okay. a creature. That's fine. Yeah. Well, he'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll step through and just wave. <laughs> that's really <laughs> creepy. That's really intimidating. <laughs> it is Severin's turn next. He's oh, not yeah. a fan of this, Lockie, as you're probably aware. Severin points at you and mutters under his breath, may the bindings of fire haul you back into hell. And you watch as these chains of flame pull up around you and begin wrapping around you. You are wrapped in these chains of fire that cut across you. Um, you take, oh no, you don't take any damage straight away, but you are restrained for your for this turn. Um, so at the beginning of the next turn, uh, you will start restrained. At the end of your turn, you can make a strength saving throw. But for the moment, you are restrained as these chains of fire wrap up around you and hold you in place, uh, no longer allowing you free movement around. Um, Severin is then going to turn towards the mages. Finish the ritual now. We cannot allow them access. These meddlesome flies have proven themselves more dangerous than I thought. Uh, that's Severin's full go. The blue head starts its turn by taking 3d10 points of damage. Uh, Shana, you were the one who caused this effect. Would you like to roll me the 3d10? Uh, absolutely. Uh, except my window has completely crashed and doesn't let me. In that case, then, <laughs> in that case, then, I would like to hand this very noble responsibility over to Matt. Wait, is Matt there? I'm here. Matt's there. Can you roll me 3d10, please? Because you've also damaged the blue dragon. You've also got stakes in this. Uh, oh, I do <laughs> have stakes in this. In this creature's destruction. 3d10s? 3d10, please. As there is no mage to maintain the portal. 14. Uh, 14 damage. Brilliant. Uh, oh, it's, it's so not happy. Um, <laughs> the dragon, the blue dragon head, looking towards Shana and seeing her sort of standing by herself. Its eyes narrow in pain and in fury, and you watch as a bolt of lightning <laughs> straight down from the ceiling as it opens its mouth and leans up. This lightning, it calls the lightning down from the ceiling. Um, 
I need... No, it's just Shana that can hit with this. All right, Shana, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Um, all right. Let's see if this goes through. Wait a second. Um, I was hoping you'd get a little bit higher than that. Um, Shana, you take 80 oh. points of lightning damage. Did you say 80? Eight zero points of lightning damage. Ouch. Yeah, she down. Oh, wow. shit. Really? How, how down? Uh, 80 minus, oh, 77 minus 80. Three points over. Okay, phew, you're not dead. Okay, as the lightning just blasts through Shana, Shana, you're sort of paused in this rictus of pain as your muscles begin clenching and unclenching. And then as the lightning shimmers away, you just drop limp to the floor. All of you just watch as Shana just drops. Body still occasionally spasming, long serpentile tail occasionally sort of moving and twitching. But you can see that Shana is not well. Uh, I'll take a reaction. Yes, yeah, yeah, you can take a reaction. Before I yep. die, could I? Yep, yep, you can. Um, Absolutely. Could We've established that. Get off a hellish rebuke. Yes, of you course know, you can. Yes, yes. Mid death revenge. Yeah, yeah, no. Hell- hellish yeah, rebuke works when you are uh, hit with something. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, of course you can. Yeah. Hellish rebuke seems appropriate. Yep. And, um, if I have any higher level spells, I do. Oh, we're getting a first level going on here. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, Oh, no, it's looking a little higher, sorry. Uh, my Firefox is really not happy right now. Well, I mean, there's your problem. You're using Firefox. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I've got no problems with Firefox. <laughs> Firefox is fine. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll do this one. I mean, only only real bros use Microsoft Edge. <laughs> I'm not using Edge. I'm not using Edge. Uh, 21, 21 damage, fire damage. Uh, yes, I think it's a deck save. Um, I'll make a deck save. Uh, 18 is your uh, DC? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. 13. 21. Hey, full 21 damage to him. 21 points of fire damage, Shana? Oh, not great. Uh, I think so, yeah. Shana, that's exactly 200 hit points. How would you like to do this? Oh, yes! Oh. I think as she's going down herself, like she sort of knows, she's thinking like, this, this could be it. Like this is, this is uh, hurting a lot. Um, and she's sort of like, as long as I can, you know, help in some way that, like, you know, the it all just hasn't been for naught. And so, sort of like, you know, it's like a final energy and a final sort of thought. Um, she throws that one last rebuke at the blue dragon head before going down herself. As the fire burns across the blue dragon's scales, it roars in agony and rears back involuntarily. As soon as its snout passes the edge of the portal, the portal collapses in on itself. And you watch as the portal slowly fades, pulling itself inward into this... Well, actually, no, Shana, you don't see this because you're dead. Um, (laughs) You're unconscious. The rest of you see as the portal collapses in on itself until there's only this tiny moat of blackness hovering in the air in front of it. And then suddenly... It expands outwards, this rend in space opening, revealing this huge expanse of flaming landscape. Demons and devils swarming across the surface towards it. And then just as soon as it opened, it zips up, leaving no trace of it ever being opened. And that, okay. that is where we are going to wrap up for tonight. We're going to come back in oh. halfway through initiative because that's the beginning of the next initiative round.
Um, yeah. This is this fight's not going to finish in the next like 10-15 no. minutes, and we've already gone so over time. <laughs> we will come back next week, probably for the final or second final episode of Tyranny of Dragons. I hope you have enjoyed tonight. We are yeah very very excited. This was episode 102. It's been a very very long campaign. Um, mm. Yeah, super, super excited. Now, we are back tomorrow night doing Avatar Legends, so come join us for the Avatar Legends, which is Avatar The Last Airbender D&D, essentially. And then we've got our Curse of Strahd on Monday night, but for the moment, that's it from the Tyranny of Dragons crew. We will be back again next week. Stay safe, stay well. We will see you all again next time. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye! Bye!